Dan. Yes? My love for you uh, cannot be computationally overridden. Aww. Isn't that nice? That's nice. That sounds nice. I mean, I could easily take a magnet to the hard drive of your love. But, like... <laughs> it's kind of nice, yeah. It's. I think, I think we've watched one of the most romantic and confusing films ever made this week, I think. Uh, uh, was it was it uh, Godzilla across the multiverse, whatever the fuck it was? <laughs> Invasion of the Astro Monster. God, Godzilla versus every eighties electronica band. Yes, yes, that was the one. White face this week. White face this week. God. I I like I like we've done a full swing in the other direction. Um, there was white face this week. The the aliens have like white makeup on. Oh, like, the zillions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they ever come back. <laughs> I would. I think I've got. I think I can fully understand why. Oh. <laughs> so, did you enjoy jumping from Fast and Furious One to Fast and Furious like fifteen? I I kind of it did, is... to be honest. Yeah, you can tell a lot of ground's been covered in the intervening time, but I think I think it's more fun for having that all in one jump. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, Mike. No, it hasn't. <laughs> No, none of that. Basically, Ghidorah came from space and then just like fucks off back into space. And basically no other type of space or anything like that happens. That all just happens in this film. Oh, they just completely, yeah, it's been, they were there the whole time behind Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah, on that planet that orbits behind Jupiter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where they are. Very much the... Jupiter has no effect on it was as uh, I've had a very Avatar themed week by rewatching the movies and playing the new game, and it I definitely there were interesting you know correlations. Like very much the Avatar of its day, this film I think. Um, <laughs> bold That's new technologies, uh, you know, a story about a moon. Um, <laughs> it's it's very exciting. It's very good. A lot of shit on strings. A lot of shit on strings. That was the. Th- I think that was my Saki message I sent you. Is this is the fishing line in this film? I don't know if it's. A, I don't know the technology. I don't know if it's a different kind of fishing line that's been used before. I don't know if standards have slipped. But this was a puppet show. <laughs> this was. This was like. <laughs> There was, there was just, yeah, everything. I even like the 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 door to their rocket ship or the lift that takes them down from the rocket ship. You could see the like the string, and you could see it moving as someone like teased it down <laughs> in order to lower the platform and stuff. It was awesome. I, this this felt Thunderbirds yeah. in a way that the they haven't previously. It, it like, does, yeah, yeah. It kept cutting to. It's like let's do a far away shot of the ship. We're not building a ship. All right, just get a little man. Just get a little man and put him on the thing, and we're fine. I liked I liked when they had establishing shots of lots of like important government buildings in a row, and then one of them was very clearly a model. It's like oh, third act. Um, <laughs> I also I yeah. like the Google rabbit hole I went down looking up Glenn the astronaut because Glenn stood out oh. to me as you seem like you might actually be a Hollywood star who'd fallen on bad uh-huh. times and ended up shooting Japanese monster movies. That's 100% yeah. what happens to Glenn. Okay. A, a Rick Dalton <laughs> in Once Upon a Time in America type. Um, that was okay. fun. I went I went down the rabbit hole with him. Um, but sounded like quite a nice bloke. Sounded like someone who was in silly movies, but was, you know, friendly to everyone. So that's good. 
Um, but yeah, an interesting experience, <laughs> and, and, and good to watch um, two science fiction things this week that where a core theme was a uh, mathematically impossible communication via a wave um, form. I thought that was fun. Yes, I liked. Yeah. I also yeah. I like the microwave. I like the idea of microwaves being used for transmitting um, information, which ironic, yep. which is ironic given that the whole point of microwaves is the wavelength is so massive that you have to have a rotating plate in a microwave. Um, <laughs> I just, it was. I'll be honest, the science didn't stack up for me. Dad. I don't know if you had the same fear. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson would have had things to say about this movie. I think there was a. It was some bad science, I think. I think we can agree on that, right? That's common ground. We can agree on that. I, I think Invasion of the Astro Monster, it just dusts over one or two details. Like, you know, yeah. in to, to make it more realistic, they went, instead of saying what year it's going to be, we'll future-proof it. We'll say it's in 1960, question mark, or X, isn't it? That'll future-proof it. Nineteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have we'll have these little Thunderbird fucking no one that can no one involved in this movie thought Jupiter. that two idiots would be watching it sixty years later. No one no one making this movie. <laughs> oh god, I just realised it's much more than sixty years later. Um, no, 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 it's about Fair sixty enough. years. That's it's, fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That, that yeah. was actually a realisation I had yeah. watching it, where I was watching it as they landed on the planet. I was like, wow, this was sixty years ago. Which for them would have been the turn of the century and the Victorian era. Shit, this is an old film. <laughs> but and then and I just aged like five years uh, as I sat there. It's great. Um, yeah. Do you? How does this hold up in the canon? Then is this one that you love? Is this one that's? Oh, silly? I love this one. It was definitely entertaining, I, right? I adore it because it is just so out of left field, daft. Yeah. And you just go, this is. This this isn't gonna like you're not gonna be able to make many more of these. <laughs> like you've used up, you've used up the majority of ideas, you've and it's quite obvious. Picked up every toy in the cabinet at this point, right? Yeah, and smash them all together. Yeah, <laughs> you've got one decent but, piece of B-roll of a Japanese tank, and you're going to use it twenty times. Yeah, um, yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. It, it, it really, I mean, because they, they were, you know, they were looking to the future and they were going, look, a couple of years, America's going to land on the moon, you know, so we'll just rev it forward a bit. Japan goes to fucking Jupiter, innit? Yeah. yeah. Thematically, what are we doing in this movie? Is this about Japanese fears about, like, um, international no, business interests? Like, no, like, no. No theme. Have we lost no, the theme? They didn't, Have we the, lost the thematic the, thing now? Are we not? The we theme is... Anymore? Wouldn't it be funny if, like, Godzilla just is, like, all curled up in a ball and gets taken to space? <laughs> I love how chill With his Godzilla little tail is. Tucked between his legs. He's so chill in that, in that thing. He's so chill. He's, I, I, got, he's completely a, a creature that has demonstrated time and again how angry he gets at the mildest inconvenience as he walks down the street. And he's just so chill. There are, there. yeah. There's quite a lot of these films where Godzilla, it's just a lot of nuisances happen to Godzilla, and it's like the acting has gone from like, see the first one, it's all brr, duh, duh. he's all slow and stomping and monstrous and oh, unknown, and now he like kicks something and does a little dance and. Okay, so just... this was this was a, this was another thing I needed to ask because having not seen, was this a gradual process where Godzilla became like a goofy guy? 
or is it um is it specific to this film like the movie before this was it, it like half as much of this because he is full-on just doing little dances he, oh, he's just sitting and chilling at one see. point he's like you've yet to see some yeah. of the dumb shit that they do with Godzilla. I don't know, him getting picked up by the bird and flown into the uh, dragon was pretty special. That made me very happy. Um, it is, yeah. Rodan is like, when Rodan's flying around, sorry, Rodan, um, Ghidorah, you're like, just hold those fucking heads still. That would look so cool if its heads weren't going... Like, that was a cool <laughs> puppet, though. That was a cool puppet. Like, when it stops moving for a second, that's a cool puppet. When it stops motion yeah. blurring... I agree. Yeah. 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 And then it stands there and it gets knocked over and you're like, yeah, that fucker's not getting up again, is he? <laughs> got no arms. Yeah. Just, it's like on the ground, like, oh, it's a thing. Do you like how, like, now, is it two films in a row you've had an ending where they fall in the water and the film ends? Yeah, it was just kind of, again, just kind of over. There's a weird pacing thing. Just generally, like, with older films where the credits are at the start, there's a weird pacing thing of it not having a moment to kind of yeah. process it at the end. It's just like, and then everyone was fine, and it just stops. But these films feel, they genuinely feel like a kid who's got bored of playing with the toys, just puts them down and yeah. moves on something else. Yeah. It's because it's got... I've always said that, like, Japanese films from this era uh, mm. have, like, a four-act structure. They they do the normal three acts, and then they just glue a little bit on at the end that's kind of unnecessary. Mm. But it's normally where it's just like, you know, we, we've def- it, like, in early films, it's like, we defeated Godzilla! Oh, no, Godzilla's back! We've defeated Godzilla again! <laughs> in the end, and you're like, is that necessary? Yeah. And this one's just to build up to the big uh, smashy-smashy Rodan monster fight with... Rodan's great. Rodan's like great. Rodan. The, lo- the previous the previous film was still, I think, Rodan and Ghidorah. Like, this is just the same film again. It's just a rematch. Just it up there like, aliens, innit? I, just and that's, some aliens thing, in it. and that's the thing that people have always said about Godzilla, but I didn't really get until watching this, that, like, it is, it is so much more interesting, the human stuff. And in this case, the alien stuff. Like, there's a, a weird, quirky <laughs> 60s sci-fi movie that just happens to occasionally jump to a monster movie. But really, it's a yeah. it's two astronaut buddies discover an alien civilization and havoc ensues. And the, like, you could... really chill about it. <laughs> like, so chill. really chill. Well, they're just really cool guys, Dad. They're not like us. We <laughs> something like this happens to like you and me, we'd be like, "Geez, this is crazy." Let's record a four-hour podcast about it while we slowly get more and more drunk. But they, they're like, "Oh no, this is this is a uh, this is absolutely fine." But that's the thing they say about astronauts, isn't it? Is that there's actually a, there's like a selection process that astronauts are generally just very chill because you have to be because something terrible is going to happen midway through and you've got to keep your cool yeah but there's like something terrible like this is going to explode and you have to keep your cool and then there's like everything we know about life on earth is wrong there's aliens that look exactly like us from a different planet three feet away that are somehow more technologically advanced even though they appear to have like but they, they want just water. scoop up they want water, water with hose pipes. Yeah. No, they don't. They said they've got plenty of water at the end. That's what they said at the end. They're like, yeah, we've got loads of water. Fuck you. We just want to take over Earth. Okay. Well, I missed that. And now I feel silly. <laughs> do the do the do, do the whales have a thing in their brain that makes them uh makes people makes aliens live longer? Or is there I, I, I don't know. 
There's a lot of questions, Mike. Yeah. A lot of questions that two astronauts who landed and are suddenly having lunch with aliens should go hang about. Just a couple of questions for you, innit? Before we head back in Thunderbird 2. Yeah. Let's just, just have a... Was Thunderbird 2 the red one? No, Thunderbird 2 was the green one. Thunderbird 3 was the red one, wasn't it? You gotta do the two. Yeah, three is three is the spaceship. Yeah. One is the rocket. One's the silver rocket. Yeah. One's silver rocket. Two is the green green one. Yeah. Three three is the red rocket. Four is the yellow submersible, and five is the space station. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I would have said. Yeah, something like that. I, I assume it's like Pokemon, and now there's like you know Thunderbirds seven hundred and fifty three. I don't think I don't think uh, Thunderbirds has had quite the same uh, levels of prolonged success as the Pokemon there's franchise. There's a Thunderbirds show, isn't there? He's there. Pretty sure Thunderbirds is still <coughs> on, happening right now. I was sat on a plane once next to a lady who uh, was like brand. Was a puppet? No, she was like brand manager for Pokemon, and she was flying to the UK oh. to do a deal, and I was I. I don't know if I won't say what it was, but I was just kind of sat chatting to her and I learned that there's a lot of Pokemon stuff that I missed out on because I definitely like checked out immediately after that initial kind of cartoon as a kid. And I've not really been involved in the whole Pokemon Go thing. There's yeah. like 5,000 Pokemon now, right? Like there's just, it's, it's gotten. There's just over 1,000. Okay. I apologize. My and honestly, I don't know. As somebody who plays the game or tries, the, the most recent games have been absolute fucking. <laughs> You know, frame rates are important, Mike. You you recognize this, right? I you do know, up nice to the to point that one of my games has an issue with frame rates, and at that point, I think you're all very silly for bringing it up. <laughs> but until then, yeah, 60 FPS for life, for sure. I don't know. You can play Red Dead Redemption on the Switch. You can you can play Tears of a Link of a Kingdom. It is but you wild can't play you can play Red Pokemon Dead Redemption game. on Switch, by the way. That is absolutely astonishing yeah. that they made that work. Anyway. It is. Yeah. Oh, the new Thunderbird series ended three years ago. Oh, okay. What was it like? C- Thunderbird. like a CG. Thunderbirds are a go. Huh. Uh, it was a combination of CG and models. Okay. Interesting. It was a bit of a mix. Quite a lot of people said it was really good. Oh, that's cool. Oh, please. Yeah. Good. They introduced Thunderbird 798, which is the. Uh, <laughs> it's just a whisk. It's just a whisk. It's just a whisk. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was watching oh. more for. Um... What was these? Uh, what was the one with the um, oh the underwater one with the mermaid lady? I don't even know what fucking franchise <coughs> we're in right now. We've jumped between so many different things. Thunderbirds. Um, it wasn't Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Stingray. Was the one with the mermaid lady. I was more of a stingray oh, guy. Stingray. There we stingray go. guy. Because every episode would end with um, her song rather than the theme song, and it was just yeah, very you know, sixties. You, know, you know what the best one was though, go Captain on. Scarlet. I did like Captain Scarlet, but I got confused as a kid by all the conspiracy stuff. The goodies were often baddies and vice versa, and I think that confused me. I couldn't quite get my head around that. I know. He was the best. Hmm. Is that why we like puppets and models and shit now? Is it Jerry Anderson's fault? I think, in my case, it's Aardman's fault. I think it was... That that was the stuff I was into. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Everyone loved Aardman. You gotta love Aardman. Oh. Right? Yeah. You gotta love Ardman, you gotta love the I, this year, right? I've promised myself yeah. not falling asleep through box trolls. 
Because every year, Look, if we're going to sound out, a Laker, that's going to get me in some trouble. So can we? Can we? Pause? No, no, no. We love Laker. I, it's, no, no, no. We love Laker. I fucking love that film. Okay. But every time I've watched it, it has been on a day where I've either eaten a shit because I only ever watch it like around Christmas. So yeah. I've eaten too much food, or I'm exhausted. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's finally get through Box Trolls, and I'm out. And it's just. <laughs> but every time I wake up, I'm like, no, this is so good. I want to see that. <laughs> It's just a very relaxing I've world. seen the start like three times and mm. I have no idea about like beyond the first act. No, I think Paranorman genuinely is like one of the best animated films ever lost. I don't know, however long it's been since that film came out. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, you'd love Paranorman. Oh, you'd love Ooh, it. Well, we'll to... yeah. I'm, I'm doing a Christmas film rewatch right now. Okay. Or watch, which is, I'm trying to do it for a whole month. Um, we have had some slight outliers like Invasion of the Astro Monster, which wasn't as Christmassy as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> pretty pretty honest, completely non Christmassy, I think. Uh, I'd say it's, there's not, yeah, there's very little Christmas in there. Yeah. Uh, unless you could get a bauble of Godzilla in that form, in which case it's suddenly the best. And <laughs> he's just rolled up the tail between his legs. Oh, that's. That, is, that for me is the turning point of Godzilla. Right, that's the right. moment. I've, That's the shot. I feel like most Godzilla franchises have like separate stages and all of them will seemingly go through it. Right. It starts off Godzilla as this monstrous rampaging beast that he's terrifying and rah, monsters. Rah. And then it's like, oh, he's fighting a big monkey, you mm. know, and it's a bit silly and it's a bit punch up, but he's got a bit more of an attitude and a swagger and we're kind of rooting for him. Yeah. So we can't be mean anymore because we're rooting for him because he's endearing because he's a big fucking monster who steps on things. We like that. Mm. You know, we like that. And then there's the moment where they try and give him a personality and make everything go really weird. Right. Uh, and you go, oh, okay, you've not got long <laughs> left on this. And then they introduce a kid and from then on it's shit. Okay. That's, that is the moment that it goes to shit is the moment there is a child in, in, evolved in, in some way. Okay. Son of Godzilla is fucking bullshit. All Monsters <laughs> Attack is fucking bull. It just collapses. <clears throat> right. And you go, this is hard to watch now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, on the new uh, Godzilla X Kong New Empire trailer, really good to see that Kong appears to have a kid now. <laughs> <laughs> Because Godzilla fun. is like the, the current Godzilla films are doing this set of patterns as well. Yeah. Like in the last one, they were like, we're going to introduce a mad sci fi element. And then the next one, it's like, he's got a kid now. I'm like, it's every single time. Yeah. Like Godzilla just feels like it has to go through these things, even though the introducing smaller one is always shit for the series. It's the death now. It's inflation, is what it is. It's just, it's just, it's the, inflation. You, yeah. You've got to do something with it. And, yeah, he's a natural disaster. Really, only gets you through one, maybe two movies, and after that, you yeah. start to go. Well, how do we give it an edge? How do we take the story forward? Yeah, what if he had to fight a big monkey? <laughs> it's a good idea. What if mad it. science fiction concept screenplay that I've had in my back of my head for several years mm. also contained Godzilla? Yeah, and then it's what well, I don't know. Give him a baby. <laughs> Which is great because, like, the 1998 one goes through all three, four of these stages in, like, one, movie. Movie, in one film. <laughs> one true. film. I can't wait to get there. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> I've not watched that one since I was a kid, so I'm quite hyped. I um, watched it a, a little while ago, and it was, um, uh, yeah, it's fucking atrocious. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, 
What would you? How would you rate the first three Godzilla films that you've seen? These first three. Oh geez. I would. I would. I would say the first obviously is my favorite. Like the first was yeah. like genuinely an excellent movie that I would watch again and recommend to people and throw on like when a mate's around. Hey, you ever actually watched the original Godzilla? Yeah, I will do that at some point. Yeah. Um, two was three. It's the third it's one. It's three. It it's three. It's with, 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 I mean, you basically you've recreated the Fast and Furious franchise for me here so far. Like two is yeah. two is the kind of oh oh you. You want more of that? Okay, I guess King Kong. It just doesn't yeah. use that premise very interestingly or do much with it, really, other than feel like it's remaking King Kong, essentially, just with Godzilla in it as well. But this one was... I had no idea where it was going. It was weird. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. No one was consistent. It was an entertaining... It was it was Fast and Furious 3, you know? Yeah. So I'm. I, I had just, a good time. So yeah, I would say one, yeah. three, two in terms of my 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 ranking of them. How about yourself? Yeah. No, I'd go with that as well. Yeah. I mean, one is like until Shin Godzilla. One was always my favorite. I'm, yeah. I'm Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, and apparently Godzilla minus one. That's getting rave that reviews. It. Rave reviews. It's currently outperforming Wish in America. Is that so? Which is madness. It's madness. If the new um, Studio Ghibli's got a new film out, if that, like, and Godzilla might be the number one, number two for this weekend. Hmm. Like, two Japanese-language subtitled films, number one, number two in America. I think that is a fucking calling card for uh, where movies should go in the future. Hmm. They should be interesting! That's what we would like. Thank you. But I'm not going to slag off Disney too much in a podcast with somebody who works for them. I'm sorry, I just nipped out for a second to get back at Chris. So I'm back now. That's fair enough, that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm just saying, God, Godzilla Minus One's really good. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I've, I've, heard, I've heard this much, yeah, I've heard this in, much. In this country, yeah. it's out the 15th, Mike. Should go see it. I should go and see, see it. it, I should go and see it. You should go and see it. I've got, I've got my tickets nice. on the 15th, they'll be there. Oh, You're going to be there. You're going to be grinning ear to ear as the as the lights go down. That's I love that for you. That sounds really exciting. I I am um, yeah yeah. I, I, I yeah. It's like the only thing that'll get me in the cinemas is the new Godzilla. <laughs> He's a big chunky boy. He's a chunky boy. A, I mean, the, right. So the budget of the film of Godzilla minus one hmm. has been reported from a long time now to be fifteen million dollars. I don't believe you. You don't well, I believe, believe you. Me. I believe you. I don't believe the reported number. Yes, the director has gone on the record to say he wish he had that much. So it costs <laughs> less than fifteen million dollars. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen this comparison. I've seen it used as like, a, well, Hollywood spends too much money on movies. I think the VFX industry in Japan is not perhaps as generous to its workers as you would, uh, as you would expect. Oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that where it's like, no, there's probably some people there who deserve to be paid a bit more than if it's that low. It's it's like, it's like buying a three quid t-shirt in Primark. You know why it's cheap. You know why it's cheap. Let me just look down at what I'm currently wearing. (laughs) Primark t-shirt, Primark shorts. Oh dear. Hey, Primark's good fucking quality. It's good. You, you got to wash the child tears out first, but then it's really good stuff. I did know where that joke was going, and I just decided to stay <laughs> out of your way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's, it looks... Yeah, minus one looks great. I'm it so does look beautiful, though. I'm looking forward to seeing it 100%. 
Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. But anyway, that Astro Monster, it's good. It's weird. It's fucking weird. I really, part of me wanted to go straight to it after the first one, but I thought it would give you some sort of whiplash with the series. No, I needed the middle ground. I needed the. I needed yeah. the step. I needed the step. Um, what's the What's the next one? What are we going to do next? Oh, I don't know. Hang on, let me check my list of films. Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay. So, it's from the... Well, that's kind of... That sums up for me the first era, because then that's it becomes Ho-Ho. Son of Kong and... Okay. Yeah, this is fuck all next. Next, it's the Hesse era. Okay. So, I'm going to... Do we come in at the start of that one, then? Do we just do the first movie from that era, or...? We could, or we could just pick one that people think's really good. Okay. I'm, I'm cool either way. Let's have a let's have a look what's in the Hesse era of Godzilla. Mm. And we can pick one based on its title and how well it's received. Okay. We've got The Return of Godzilla. So this is 1984. Ooh, that's a gap. Well, the last one was 1975 in the other era. Oh. Okay. Because we've 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 stopped at number seven of fifteen. <laughs> because I'll be it's perfectly worth, honest. It's not worth stepping in on one of the much later ones, or is that it's just a it's... Uh, we we could but like after getting through Son of Godzilla and Destroy All Monsters No, Son of Godzilla and All Monsters Attack, that chunk, yeah. I um just stopped watching that era. I haven't seen the last five. <laughs> okay. We can jump along. I was like, we can jump right. along to the eighties. We can skip along. It's, we're we're just doing a whistle stop tour on it, we can go yeah. back into a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll go, uh, well, I will go got... back and watch all of them. Like, I know I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. It is. Okay, actually, fuck it. Best Hesse era Godzilla films. Let's find out what the random internet things. So, have you seen these, or is this. This is. Uh, this Not is... one. Oh, that's interesting. These so are hard to track this. down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Godzilla versus Destroyer. <laughs> the show era sort of petered out. Yeah, it did, didn't it? I did. I petered out of it. <laughs> Oh, is that the finale, though? That's the last one. Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Oh, no! No! Because it says on here... Oh, my God. You see, every time. Every time. No, I'm on the Wikipedia article, and it says what monsters are in it. Destroyer and Godzilla Jr. No. (laughs) I refuse. I refuse. There's Godzilla... Oh, Godzilla vs. Biolante. The second of the era. Okay. I've always wanted to see that one because he basically fights what looks like a big plant. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> that's what, Godzilla that's versus Godzilla Biolante versus. from what year? Uh, that was... Let's have a scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. 1989. Um, maybe. I'll write that down and then I'm going to sort that out. 1989. And while we're here, we can look at the Millennium Era. That's got that Godzilla 2000. That's oh, then it'll be Godzilla 1998. No, we got to do 98, yeah. Yeah, 98's going to be a... No, Godzilla Final Wars is when Godzilla... It's just everything. It's just a bundle, and I don't think you need anything else. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll watch <laughs> two from the Hesse era, because that was quite an early one. Godzilla... We haven't seen a good Mothra one yet. It feels weird that we haven't seen Mothra. Yeah. I like Mothra. Mothra's a great time. But I mean, we wait to see Mothra if we watch Also, like Mechagodzilla, right? Like, there's a few of the key monsters we've not... Oh, that's true. Is there a Mechagodzilla... Oh, there's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla from... Well, we could stay in the shower era then. And we could watch Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. And then Godzilla versus Biollante. Okay. 
Bio is that, is yeah, that we could... the... I'm looking at a set list as well. Is it 1974, the Mechagodzilla one? 1974, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. That's what we'll watch next. Okay. Done. Tweet number four. All right. And then, so number five will be Violante, and then uh, Final Wars. We're going to watch Final Wars. That'll be our Millennium Era one. We'll just jump to the very end of the Millennium Era. <laughs> When's what year was Final Wars? Uh, 2004, so that'll be oh, okay. after Godzilla 1998. Sweet. I like Godzilla films. <laughs> <laughs> I do. They're fucking silly. Yeah, so Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla will be the next one. Okay. Brilliant. Sounds and if it's got a fucking kid Godzilla in it, I'm going to kick the telly in, I swear to God. They will. They will at some point, and that's okay. And we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of, So that's one of this era that I've not seen, just simply because... Um, son of Godzilla, it's, and all monsters, it's, it's, it's so hard to get through. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Because Godzilla's like a dad, and he's like hanging out with his kid, and his kid's doing like fucking goofy shit, and the music's like, boop, 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 boop. and you're like, oh, kill me. <laughs> have you ever seen like the Godzilla animated kids TV show? Oh, I, I must have seen a couple episodes as a kid, because it was Do Godzilla remember- season 98, I would have been. Do you remember the theme song? It's one of those ones that will unlock the memory when I Google it now. I recommend... Hang on. Where's the... Find the... Not that... Because they did an animated version of 1998. Don't watch that. Oh, that's the one I think I probably saw. Right. Here you go. I'm going to send you this in the old chat Roni. Oh, God. How the fuck have I done this? Right. You've got to listen to this because this is... Wait, don't hit play yet. We hit play together. Okay. This is great. This is great for the audience. They can't hear it. This is gonna, great for the audience. He's not going to edit this in. I'll hum along. to hear us silently. Okay. Oh, oh God. I'll make a note to edit it in. I'm just Fuck saying that there's me. a level of professionalism the audience have begun to expect from us. And if this is going to be the main the thing that both of us are known for, then I would rather it was bloody good. <laughs> or at least competent. So, yeah. So, 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 right. This is the best theme song <clears throat> yeah. to any television show ever until one point, and I'd like you to point out if you <laughs> spot the point. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to click. All right. In three, two, one, play. Up from the depths, 30 stories high. Shit. (laughs) 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 And then the comeback. Here we go. Oh, this is proper Scrappy Doo style. (laughs) Oh, it's had the Barbera as well. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that is, that is. That is, that is, yeah, Scrappy Doo. That's amazing. That is. Oh shit, it's on fucking fire. He's fucking huge. Oh, and then like. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolute fucking garbage. No, I'm I'm in. I'm going to live. Well, I would watch 200 episodes of that. (laughs) I don't actually know how many episodes that got. I never got past the, the Godzuki bit. I feel like most Hanna Barbera. 26. shows tend to be like 26 episodes or 500 episodes. Yeah, no middle ground. No middle ground. 
Yeah, good old, good old Godzuki. Nice one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was basically, it's interesting because, yeah, Godzilla was like, they were told by like standards of practice, they're like, all right, Godzilla can't kill anyone. Uh, he can't like smash through buildings and shit. Like, there's all these rules because it's a kid's cartoon. And they're like, all right, fuck it, throw, God throw Godzuki in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I really enjoyed the episode four. The team happens upon the ancient city of Atlantis. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. But anyway, that was the Godzilla TV show animated nineteen seventy eight. There was one based on the nineteen ninety eight, but I've literally never seen a second of it. That's I'm gonna watch that because I think that's one I watch. I'm gonna open watch the opening of that one. Um You can do that. I don't wanna see any Godzilla nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, you're not you're gonna watch any of it until you absolutely have to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm out of Godzilla content. I, I remember, I definitely watched this. Let's have a look at the theme. Bumba da bumba da bumba da bumba da up from the grave. <laughs> Something really big. He's breathing fire. Holy fucking <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, I'm, I'm watching an episode by mistake here. That's not good. Let's watch the theme. Let's want to watch the theme tune. <laughs> it definitely had a theme tune. It, it definitely will have been some kind of oh, awful. Oh, 90s kids cartoon. Yeah, it'll have had like a <clears throat> kind of rock. Like five years out of date rock I, with a bit of tech. I can hear that that cock rock vibe. I can hear it. All right, fuck it. Let's look for it. Uh, see if we can, see if I can find. I gotta hear it now. Yeah, I found it really quickly because my Google Foo is better than Mike's. Uh, oh, it's really shit. Oh, it's not a <laughs> song. It's just like boom chicka ba chicka boom chicka ba chicka chicka ba chicka boom chicka boom boom chicka ba chicka boom boom yeah okay. That's oh, the other kind of boring, what get, yeah. boring grey show. <laughs> and I mean, appropriate for the uh, film. <laughs> boom chicka ba chicka boom chicka ba. It's interesting yeah, seeing that aesthetic that. with other monsters, though. That's interesting. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to watch that. That looks shit. Uh, yeah. No, I will never watch that. <laughs> I don't again. believe I got to watch. I don't believe I got to watch Godzilla Nine Nine Eight again. It is a. We are going like, to. It's though. underrated. It's underrated. If you think it's the shittest film ever made, then it is overrated. Danny, it was the point where Hank Azaria crossed into being a leading man. Come on. It shouldn't have been. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> Hank Azaria never acted again. <laughs> then we have to deal with that Godzilla. <laughs> I'm hot. Oh, so awful. I'm not. It's trash. Um, <laughs> right, anyway, that's Godzilla. It's, yeah, Astro Monster. People are, are literally at this point ripping their hair going, Talk about Doctor Who! I know, I know. We need to leave them talk about a little bit longer. By regeneration! What do you think of Lower talk, Decks? Talk. What do you think of Lower Decks? Oh my god, one of my absolute favourite episodes of Lower Decks. Remind me which episode we watched it... this week, because I definitely watched them all months ago. 
This was the one where they go and have to patch up the old space computer that was running a like a peaceful civilization that was oh, a ring around the Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Playing with the tropes, yeah. Yeah. But it, it really it made me realise something. What did it make you realise? I was watching now? it and they were... Uh, it, it, I, t- I fucking tell you, Mike. I'll tell you shit out of what it made me realise. Walk me through it. Walk Damn about power regeneration! We will, we will. Um, go into as much me, detail as you can if you would. Thank you. Okay, let's let's recap uh, second by second. So, what even is lower decks really when you think about it as a concept? Now, especially, I mean, you could say that, but now they're not like true lower deckers. They're like lieutenants. I'm interested to see if that's the arc. So, if they're going to end up as the bridge crew. If that if the last episode is them becoming the bridge crew and then the show ends, that would be a good punchline. That they yeah. they are they are you know called into action. Allah, the first act of it of uh, the the JJ Abrams Star Trek, and then cut. That would be perfect. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So so <clears throat> yes, yes. so they're fixing this old computer. This old space computer is getting fixed up. This is old, lovely computer who's keeping it. He's benevolent. He's lovely. He's looking after all of the the people who live there. But he's just a bit tired. And so Captain's like, let's reboot him. Let's go fight. Let's open up safe mode. And I'm there going, <laughs> that's what our computers are like now. That's not what computers are going to be like in the future. <laughs> and then my brain went off. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, fucking shit. This is exactly what they were doing when they were making Star Trek the original series where everything feels old and creaky and it's all flipping switches it's because that was what computers were yeah Star Trek's computers are just what computers are now and they always have been uh next gen jumped ahead a bit next gen did like next gen handheld devices graphical user interfaces they did a bunch of stuff that wasn't but i just meant that sort of that 60s 70s sci-fi no i know what you mean yeah blinking blinking lights yeah 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 i love a good blinking light it's a good good fun with a good old pushing big a button that's like a plastic cover on a button that's lit up oh, oh you love to see it you oh, love to see you it. love to see it man you love to see it but yeah it, it, yeah fuck, it was a good episode wasn't it I, I it was it. it was we can I, we can absolutely enjoy... move on though that's absolutely fine we can totally talk about doctor if you like i don't want to i want to talk about boimler and the way <laughs> boimler's character is going go of so so from like this is the episode like because Boimler's, like, fucking everything up and doing stuff. I'm like, oh, he's worried about, like, killing off his friends. He's like, I'm not worried about killing off my friends. I'm worried about, like, the social problems that he comes from ordering your friends around. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of... That's the opposite of what I expected. Hmm. But that is a great fucking point. It's like, you know, yesterday we were on the same level and now, like, we're se- I'm several levels above you and I can tell you all the things that you have to do hmm. in order for us to survive. But, like... It's like what you know. What does the actual what does the uh, rank actually mean? And I, I kind of, I really enjoy Boimler's arc at the moment. I, I think they're doing some real good shit with him. Like, because Boimler, Boimler's arc is, like you said, he's going to be on the bridge. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's captain material yet. He's determined. I don't hard think he's. Stuff. I don't think he's the captain. No, he is your. Like, he's dependable. He's a good Riker. He's Riker. Like, I'm forgetting role. the name because I'm terrible at names. The The main female protagonist of the show is the captain. Yeah. Although they set up like Riker. That's the thing. Is they're doing a bit like in the most recent episode. She's like, I don't even, 
I don't even like jazz, but I like this this <laughs> specific jazz. Like they're making like they're clearly setting uh, Mariner up to be Mariner, that's right. Riker to Boimler's captain. But I, I think it's going to go the other, the other way, way around. around. Yeah, it's the other way around. Boimler's a support. Um, yeah, but that's kind of that's that's like you do like because you know Riker eventually did become a captain, but like you do have that. That's just the way that needs to go. Yeah. And I, I like, because this, you know what this feels like? This feels like a, a whole series about how the fuck did Reginald Barkley get in the Starfleet, <laughs> considering he is absolutely dreadful at everything. Uh, and then sometimes good at stuff, but also kind of a horrifying freak. And it's, you kind of go, how did that guy ever rank up? Like, what did he do? And then you see Boimler and you go, oh, he just worked really hard. Yeah. Like, he just worked so hard that he couldn't be ignored after a while. Like, he didn't play the game, he didn't have the social side of stuff, but that dude just, like, fucking just kept working. And Barkley is always depicted inevitable. as being competent. He's not on a social level, but yeah. at, at the work side of it. <laughs> so there is, in a yeah. large organization, there's often people who are who are um, tolerated, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. Mike, Mike, you can say it. It's me, right? I'm just saying. It's me. Um, there's the always going to be someone who's not quite as with it, but who does the majority of the work, so therefore the other person puts them puts up with them. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. And that's okay. No, but I... I'm I, a I, workaround. Say again, sorry? I said I'm a workaround. You're, it's me. You're, I just toil in the mines. You are. You you work very hard. You work very hard. Don't don't yeah. knock yourself. I'm Makes it less fun I work very hard. I'm not, like, going to be... Queen, like, yet. <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> one day, maybe. One day. One day. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Lodex is good. I really, I am enjoying it. I like this. I like the silliness, but yeah. I like that it, it it's doing proper character work. It's exactly what you want from a cartoon version. Agreed. No, I've, I've been really impressed by it. I was worried it was going to be Rick and Morty, but with a Star Trek kind of theme. And from the first episode, yeah. they've consistently... I was talking to someone about it the other day, and I said it's genuinely telling great episodic Star Trek stories and also animated. And there's still people who are Star Trek fans who don't watch it because it comes across as kind of, oh, it's just going to be some edgy humor kind of cartooniness. And I've, I've had to explain, yeah. like, no, some of the best Star Trek plots of the last few years have been on that show. Like, genuinely, uh, there's some good gonna... sci-fi happening. Point out that somebody here didn't watch Prodigy until I said you should fucking watch Prodigy. Well, and then the, and then it disappeared off the face of the earth. So you know, yeah. <laughs> um, before I could finish it. So yeah, that's that. Thanks for that. Prodigy's it's great. The ending. Oh my god, that ending was so good. Prodigy was good, but Prodigy is a children's show. Like, and as it should be. Like, it's intentionally pitching itself at that audience. Yeah. I think the difference think is Lower Decks necessary. is not, but Lower Decks isn't just a, like a comedy show. It doesn't, it, it's, it, it, it definitely feels like it's for adults who are paying attention rather than uh, kids or, or just yeah. people who want to, it's not for people who find Star Trek, uh, who want to laugh at Star Trek. It's for people who want to laugh with Star Trek, I think. Um, yeah. And that's why it works. And see, I, I think that's also like because Prodigy took the slot of going, hey, with the kids show because Star Trek got kind of adult. Yeah, like you wouldn't want to show like because when I was when we were growing up, it was Next Generation. 
you'd get Alex from school, is... six o'clock on BBC Two, you'd watch Star Trek, yeah, 100%. Of course you fucking would. It's called being proper. I have a horrible memory. I have a very embarrassing memory of being out with friends at like a fair or something, or like some something kind of, some some like after school thing for like, that was a bit like risky and cool and there were girls there. And I remember running home because there was a new episode of Deep Space Nine on. Um, and <laughs> I, remember, I remember like rushing back, leaving early kind of thing. Um, See, yeah. that's, that's the difference, Mike, between you and me. You That's never left. You, you were. You I were never out, left the fucking you were house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like being the jock. I admit that I'm a dog. You fight it. I love it. This is the one. Oh my god! Yeah, you're the jock of this. I'm the group. jock of this group. I'm, it's the first and last oh time it's god. ever happened or will happen. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah, because you're, you're like what you're the. What's your what's the social hierarchy of your other podcast? You're third, right? Just before the musician, right? That's the musicians are always last. Sorry, musicians, it's true. Wow, wow. No, they are. They really unless you like guitar, like nah. Austin. Austin's the gold on our show, though. Austin's Mister Anecdote. He's great. I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm def- but right, no, I've always, I've always, I've always uh, privately said on the other podcast, but behind the scenes, like I'm, I'm very much the fourth. You've always done something, but you cut out, so I don't know what you've That's always fine. done. It's all good. Oh, hello. Welcome back. You all right? Oh, did I cut out for a second? <laughs> yeah, you went, I'm always, and then you stopped talking. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Oh, that's weird. I'm, I'm always the problems. one well, the technical When problem. you listen to the podcast for quality control, which you I'll always do, you'll hear what I said. Yeah. And that'll be great for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you go, oh, that was yeah. a really interesting yeah. and witty point. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad I might I be talking it. over it. I'm not going to bother to edit that one out. Like, you know, we edit, <laughs> we edit in the Godzilla theme. Like, I'm not going to... No, you get one edit per show, right? <laughs> yeah, That's... it's like old Doctor Who. <laughs> and speaking, oh, we're getting there. Forty-five minutes in, you thought you were listening to a different kind of podcast. Speaking of old Doctor Who, let's do it. Let's talk about the big release of the week. Mike, have you played Lego Fortnite yet? I've not. I've not. I've, I knew where the joke was going. I was worried. I've not. I'm. <laughs> Interestingly, the uh, the composer you just insulted did the music. I think for that, I think he did the Lego Fortnite music. Austin, um, I believe. Well, I didn't say him. I just said he's the least jockey on the jock ranks. Austin, right? Austin's, Austin's, a, Austin's way more of a jockey. Troy than Baker, you, all right, you're, you're last place then. All right, I, I reckon. Yeah, well, I think yeah, Austin's but, at least third. I uh, do music. It just uh, there's two types of people who do music. Yeah. There's people who do music and they're like musicians, you know, decapitate you, animals you, on stage. Musicians, famously then, not cool or attractive. Yeah, that's. The and then there's the ones that it? are like, yeah. oh, listen to this, you know, archipelago or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> a small body of water. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll just show you how cool I am, Mike, but I don't even know the terms. <laughs> oh, we got we got we got to take people out of their misery. What do you reckon to Doc Two this week? No, I want to talk about Lego Fortnite. I genuinely do. I'm playing a lot of it. Is it good? Is it good? The Lego Fortnite thing. I've not played. I've not really played any of Fortnite to be honest. I've not never jumped on that boat. It's an entirely separate mode. <sighs> I thought it's kind of just... Minecrafty, right? It's kind of a Minecrafty. What if I keep calling it Lego Minecraft, right? I'm old now. I've hit that age where everything is now a Minecraft. 
It's like how, you know, my parents were always like, everything's a Nintendo. For me now, everything's a Minecraft. So if I call it Lego Minecraft, I'm sorry, it's Lego Fortnite, but it is just Minecraft. In fact, it, more specifically, it's Valheim. Plays a lot like Valheim, but with Lego. Little Lego men doing little Lego men things. And you bash wolves and only like the monsters and the, the buildings of Lego. Everything else is just like stuff. Just real world stuff. But it's fucking Minecraft, isn't it? I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest you build, with you. I'll be honest with you. My, my internet connection, I switched over to a better connection because I was having weirdness. And I lost everything from I'm an old man to it's just Minecraft. So I'm, I feel I've I learned mean, everything I needed to uh, yeah, that's it. You don't need any more than that. So have you don't need one, any more than that. One fun technical thing for me. Am I reading the trailer right that basically every Fortnite character can now be played as a, they basically turns into Lego when it goes in there? No. Oh, it's not no. that. So you can't be like in your John Wick skin and you go into the Lego game and no. you're playing Lego John Wick. No. I thought that no. would be an impossibly massive job. But then Epic yes. have unlimited resources, so I didn't know if they had. Okay. There's like... 300 characters available but i have the default one because it seems like you have to buy the rest because let's be honest it's a free game in a free game sure you know this is with free games within free games they got monetized in some way and the way they're monetizing it i I, by the look of it is skins and uh buying the different skins what they're gonna do split the franchise in half (laughs) i mean fuck have two oh, concurrent oh, oh, versions oh. of the game. <laughs> oh. You're right, Mike. You got something to say about the game industry this week? You. Uh... No, I'm good. I'm good. Did you like uh, Chris Judge versus Activision? I've not seen it, to be honest. Like, that's, I know it's just something people say when they don't want to get in trouble, but I genuinely haven't seen it. Um, cool. I'll recap it for you. So, for Chris it. Judge this week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he did like a joke about COD being crap, right? Was that what it was, basically? No. So, he a few game awards ago, he came on stage and did a speech, and he, it was really, really, really long. Yes. Um, and fuck it. Well on. You won a big award. You should. I don't really, I don't really like the game awards because it's like there's a lot of trailers for things that are in the future and not a lot of celebration of the thing you're supposed to be celebrating. Mm-hmm. and it just it's kind of it's just unless like fucking Hideo Kojima comes out then he can have 45 minutes of saying nothing but Chris Judge went on a little bit and then he came out this time and he went fun fact my the, the last speech I gave at the Game Awards was longer than this year's COD campaign which is a good little chat that's it's pretty a, a, tame it's tame as shit mate right that is is that, is that the, the thing that people genuinely because because like don't get me wrong it's meant to be a celebration but every single every awards show first of all is scripted so he didn't write those words and also yeah. always with the utmost love and respect because i think some of my mates have written for these things before like it's always like a stand-up comic or a comedy writer it's an easy gig to write some jokes for the award show I've I've literally had it where I've been about to go on stage and the writer is like backstage like changing the script and like adding jokes or whatever, just punching it up. So it's 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 probably a joke that came from inside the house. It's a bit cheeky, but it's not insulting the work, it's just saying COD campaign was short and COD campaigns are always relatively anyway, so well, I, I, I this, this year's COD campaign like, was particularly mean. special. I know it was like no, was no, that's all like he said. Reuse or something, right? Like a lot of it was like multiplayer maps. Yeah, or it, yeah, I'm not like it's, it, but... yeah, it was just yeah, 
using bits of the world. IGN gave it a 4 out of 10, which is uh, pretty damning. Calling it, like, the worst COD campaign ever, right? So it's the things he could have said, the fact he focused on the fact it was short, was all right, Yeah, I figured. The response from people working at Activision was breathtakingly horrifying <laughs> because all these people that jumped down Chris Judge's throats are going, well, if you look at our metrics, people play our games for longer, so I'm fuck you. And every single one of them was like, oh, metrics this and metrics that. And I'm like, oh, that's why those games are shit. It's because you're not making art. You're you're making money. But, like, that's now hit the, like, developer level. Like, you're hiring people who are there to make money, not art. And I'm sure there's some people working there that are like, yeah, you're making all the assets, making them pretty and doing the thing. But, like... You expect that from, like, the really high-ups where they don't understand shit. You know, look at the people who released uh, Cyberpunk three years before it was finished. Ah. Ah, CD Projekt Red. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's hearing, like, the the people who are actually, like, working on the game being like, well, we'll be play our game for longer. Yeah, no shit, it's a multiplayer game versus, like, a really super acclaimed single-player game. Like... I don't, like, you, you actually, the, the thing is, like, they're arguing that because that's what they believe is the best thing in video games, is the ones you play longer. And that's kind of what the AAA industry seems to have shaped itself towards, is what can we, how do we get people playing for longer, not what can we make that's best? Um, they, well, I mean, so from, anyway, a, from a purely commercial point of view, those two things are the same from, from the point of view of a company that's trying to maximize profits. Is it, though? Like, you can... I mean, because it is, yeah. But like, why do the de- like why are these developers caring? Because the people about profits. Would... Why? Why the? De- like, you should just make cool shit. And and the that's what you and, the, should... and, and that's always why I say to the publishers before they laugh at me and kick me out of the room. Down. Um. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, it should be if if someone was like, ah, oh, you've you've written a a book that's not as good. I'd be like, ah, oh, mine's longer. No, there is a, there is weird. definitely a tech industry thing of scale being impressive. Like, because you will you will even see it with like with genuine like the scripts for games, like the image of the script right on the desk, where it's like, look at how many yeah. words is in this thing. It's like, okay, <laughs> hi, Rockstar. <laughs> they always do that, don't they? It's I, look it's at the a words. Lot of places do it, and and it's there is a yeah. sense of achievement. Like, don't get me wrong. Like when I write a long script and I finish it, it feels good. But it doesn't mean it's yeah. good that it's longer, you know. It's it's a value yeah. proposition. It's a lot of things. But but yeah, I, I I yeah, I don't I don't find that joke. I wouldn't be offended by that joke. But I don't know the politics. I don't know. No. I don't know if I don't know if there was like for all we know there were developers on the COD team that really wanted it to be bigger, and that was like a, a sore point for a bunch of people. But if you're not allowed More to make jokes likely. about the industry, then I mean that's I mean that's literally the BAFTAs every year is. Usually Dara O'Brien, but Danny did it one year, like doing a big kind of sequence of jokes on stage about the industry, and, and yeah, I think when Danny did industry. it, half of them were about me being an asshole. If I remember right, <laughs> um, but like there's there's like yeah, it's that's the that's the vibe, that's the energy. I think um, yeah, but it's weird that it's that hit a nerve of like yeah, it was short. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I wonder if it's a more longer. yeah, I wonder if it's a more heated thing than I than I realize. Maybe there was more of a discourse going into that that makes people more sensitive about it. I don't know. Um, it's been a weird year for for like bigger releases because I've just like I'm just not interested anymore. Like I used to be like, mm. oh look, it's it's the next big thing, and I, but now I'm like, I don't I don't I don't care. Like I've always tried to do as much indie coverage as possible. But, like, I always try to mix in, like, the bigger games. I'm like, I just I just don't give a fuck. No, your tastes They're have gone just... very indie. Like, I, that's, like, with your um, oh, yeah. Advent Calendar Award thing. Um, I've been watching that <laughs> through, and that's, like, very indie, folks, which is cool, because yeah. I'm catching a lot of games I would have missed otherwise, you know, so that's good. But the... You're just waiting to see what I mentioned you. Don't even begin I to pretend blo- it's not. I bloody watch your... <laughs> Advent calendar, your well, not your advent calendars. I don't watch that nonsense. But the your awards thing every year, <laughs> I genuinely always watch the uh, the Nerdcube awards because I genuinely, I genuinely do. I've taken lots of recommendations for you over the years. Obviously, as I've gone to know you as a person, I do that less because I like you less. But the uh, back in the day, I was a viewer. I was watching it. I was learning from you. Now I don't put you on so much of a pedestal. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, good times. I'm actually. Yeah, I am having a look at uh, AAA games that I've given awards to this year because it's normally about fifty-fifty. It's not that so far. So far, no. I think this you've year, been it's like in the only has there been anything for for AAA? Well, Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two, of course, which was excellent. Which was excellent. That's probably um, my game of the year, to be honest. But I've not played many games this year, in fairness. Yeah. What else, what else was what else have I mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The problem is I got the back end of YouTube and it's just a load of fucking stupid titles that I can't remember why I named the bloody game. That's what happens for. when you do a month's worth of content in an afternoon with three pieces of footage that you loop between, you know. I don't blame it's you. Absolutely true. I had now this year normally, last year I wrote them. Last year I actually wrote them all out. These feel these is... feel like you do like a bullet point pass or whatever. This, by the way, is stop oh, this, being a I... podcast. This is now just you and me chatting. Apologies, everyone. Yeah, um, I will say like no, I, this didn't even get bullet notes. This oh, was just that. that's okay. a D. No, like, like one of the years, it was just totally fully written out, and then I was like, oh, I just don't like it as much. Marvel You're good snap. off the cuff, though. That makes sense. Spoilers. I like Marvel Snap. Oh, like a lot of Marvel Snap. Still playing Marvel Snap. I wait for the Blob next week. He's gonna. Oh, I've got his deck. that's just waiting for the Blob. <laughs> that's not AAA. Yeah, like for a, le- a year of big releases, there's not many. Well, that well, that's all. That's uh, that's a published game. <laughs> yeah. Like Dave the Diver was an indie. I was like, isn't it? There's there. I mentioned a Tron game, but then something else happens. So we'll see there. Uh, well, that's a triple. As we get near the end, there's. Two Tron's triple A, Tron, Ident- Tron Identity's triple A, I think. Three triple A sort of things. <laughs> You'll see what happens when we talk about Tron. I would, love, Gates I would love a triple A visual novel. I mean, I guess, I guess you could argue that's kind of the zone that Telltale <laughs> occupy. But um, I'm sorry, I was about to say, have you played The Last of Us? Because it's basically that. No, Last of Us has like solid, like level designed action as well like that's the uh, no okay <laughs> I'm a, not a fan I stopped playing no, not once a fan my mate stopped being in it I just was like well if he's not around I'm not going to watch it I'm not going to play anymore so <laughs> that's not true that game came out didn't that game come out right as Covid was kicking off 
the second one. I think it. Did. I don't remember. I I used it as an excuse to review Artemis Fowl, <laughs> which uh, I think we can all agree is an excellent film. And I don't I don't know why you're laughing. It's uh it's an excellent film. Mike, look, yeah. no one likes Disney that much. Not I, even if I, you work I, for I, Disney. I am. I am. I'm a, not a biased source. I think Artemis Fowl was. <laughs> Say it. It was a film. Say cinematic masterpiece, you it was, cuck. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been called a cuck before. Oh, I've always grabbed Not to your face, anyway. Not to my face, no, privately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there were like three jokes that went through my head there. If the mic wasn't on, I would 100% be doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anywho. Okay, actually, there's a triple A game. Starfield gets a shout out in my awards. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Guess what award it's won? I didn't get along with Starfield, so I don't... No, I... no, no. Worst game of the year. Worst game I played. It was the... played... <laughs> that's my least favourite game of the year. Is that true? Yeah. That's, that's my worst game of the year, Starfield. Yeah. Genuinely, guys. Like, Fallout 4 is my most played game of the as well, right? I saw you playing it on... You were streaming Twice. It. Yeah. I did, like... I was like, I'm going to complete it, because it's another Bethesda oh, game. And then after a while, I was like, you. I need to stop. I spent, like... I, I, I watched your stream for, like, 20 minutes in the week... And you were playing, um, it was a game, it was like a flow chart, it was like, you had like comic book panels and you were building a story out. What's that called? Because that looked genuinely excellent. Storyteller. 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 I'm good, I need to play the hell out of that, because that looked amazing. Cool little visual kind of, That's the kind it's of a puzzle game where you tell a story. Uh, it's one of those like, games where you fuck. look at it and you're like, screw you guys for having this idea before I could. Yeah. It's, it's such exactly a good idea. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Anyway. It just got a free update as well with added new levels and stuff for free. So there you go. Oh, that's cool. Was it, was it, was it a Doctor Who themed uh, add on? Oh, Doctor Who. No, that's the thing with that Storyteller one. You could do licensed, you could do licensed releases like yeah. crazy for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. I don't know. Yeah, what, I don't know could. if that's the uh, if that's the vibe of the uh, the developers, but that's that you could absolutely do a billion. Anyway, we got to talk about Doctor Who. I think we've been going long enough. The audience All is right. crying out for it. All right, most of them have left, to be perfectly honest. I'll skip through. If you skip through, you're a coward. <laughs> and you won't know why Mike Biddle's a cuck. <laughs> um, Doctor Who was all right, wasn't it? Anyway, that's enough for today. Let's... <laughs> Was, oh, if I if I genuinely didn't want to talk about Doctor Who, I would have. I didn't then, know there was a controversy. The I didn't know there was a controversy until I read Twitter this today. We also we did we weren't we we weren't around last week. So if you want to do last episode as well, yes. we can, which I genuinely loved. It's a double bill. This one, Let's do it's it. a double bill. Walk us into it, Dan. Be um, be the pro. Be the pro in the room. I'm going to get another port. Ha- ha- hello, everyone. Well, welcome to Fuck Yeah, Doctor Who. There's a podcast within a podcast where we just... <laughs> the only podcast which we have to hide in another podcast so Mike doesn't get in trouble. Wait, to be clear, uh, it's not that. <laughs> Dan's having a funny laugh and we're all very we're having a good time. But honestly, as I realise that this Doctor Who is going to be better than Doctor Who has been... In nearly two decades, uh, I feel more and more confident 
<laughs> there we go. Yeah. Sorry about we're yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're in safe hands. We're in safe big well, I hands. Know, I don't know. I read on Twitter that Russell T Davies has ruined the franchise earlier. Um, so. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a thing that's happened. You you're going so to have to talk I, me through I, that, a... I don't get that. I don't get that at all. So I'm an avid reader of Doctor Who magazine. And I'm an avid <laughs> not being on the internet profiles. You've got to stop putting that on the top of your day profile. Um, I mean, it's... married because I'm a big avid reader of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> was, that what, was that what caught their attention, oh. basically? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Fl- flutter a bit of a shooty gatwer on the front. Oh, I come running. <laughs> <laughs> He's way too sexy to be the Doctor. Can we just get that out open really early on? I, I was watching like, with Carrie and I said... They're doing an episode here where the sexy doctor from when we were kids is now being like out and put into retirement because of the new sexy doctor. And mm-hmm. I've never felt older because yeah. that's what it was. David Tennant was a sexy <laughs> doctor. David, like that's yeah. you got to do a sex pot doctor every few years, every few doctors to get the audience back. It's a, it's the, yeah. it's the it's been the doctor who play in the past many times, right? But slightly hot probably doctor. Um, and then yeah, yeah. next one will be weird. I mean. One. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. It works well. Yeah. It's beautiful. So. Yeah. But he's too attractive. Uh, I need them to CGI out his attractiveness. <laughs> okay. I think Rebecca did it. Rebecca said it well, is that he always looks like he's mid-fuck. Right? <laughs> he just does. He's one of those guys. <laughs> he's one of those guys that oozes sex appeal. Um, it's just, I'm like, he's, he's, I'm not going to focus on the plot. Like, it's far too much. And I was like, it's, it'll, cal- it'll be calm down for the day. It'll be calm down. It'll calm down. You know, they put me in his pants for fuck's sake. It'll calm down. And then it's the, like the next time trailer. I'm like, oh, he's in a kilt in the middle of a dance floor. I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> he's the, he's the hey, first right. doctor who's genuinely looked young to me. Like, again, that's like, he's, again, like teach. Like, he's the first like, doctor that's younger than me. That's that's when you know you've done nothing with your life. You know, oh. <laughs> well, no, surely is Matt Smith younger than us? Matt Smith's probably younger than us, isn't he? Maybe you, but not me. Oh, ouch! <laughs> ouch! Yeah, I think Matt Smith probably is younger than me. Let me let me look that up. Matt Smith was older than me when he took on the role of the Doctor. Um, well, yeah. Neither of you oh, have well, died. Presumably, the age gap has remained the same. That would probably... I don't know how Time Lords work. That's a good point. I mean, I, yeah. I neither does Russell T. Davis, am I right? They've oh. changed. Yeah. Okay, let's jump right, to that. So, okay, I'll go along. Yeah. Now, we're going to go start... We're going to go for the Star Beast. Right, we did the Star Beast. Mass we entered the me. wild... I feel, I feel young again. I'm rejuvenated. Um, put, so that means oh, that now oh, the sexy Doctor person is... Has just split out from me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go on. Yeah, you get to deal with all of the trauma. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Aver- sorry, avid reader of Doctor Who magazine. Um, Russell had made comments that this finale was going to get... It- it's a bit different and it's going to get some certain people riled up. Yes. Uh, then a few weeks ago, I was messaged being like, hey, I know you're not online anymore, but like all of Doctor Who has leaked. Uh, all three... Well, the-, the first special, the last special, and the Christmas specials plots are out there. Oh, okay. I'm considering, I assume now the first and the third were accurate. I remember you warning me um, about this as well, you saying, be careful. Yeah, right yeah, there. as soon as I found out, I'm like, tell everybody, get off the fucking internet. Um, 
But I'm the first person you told, right? Obviously, because I'm very special to you. I think you were the first person. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, because everybody else knew. Everyone else knew. I was like late to the. Carry on. Um, yeah, you're in my like, you know, like, like parents have those like phone trees. We got like, you call these parents, like, if there's going to be a delay of the kids getting back from their school trip. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. I've got a Doctor Who version of that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you're, yeah, you're the one I contact. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, we entered the Wobbly Yonder. Yes. That's where I'm going to go from. Um, because, yeah, I managed to be completely spoiler-free, uh, which was uh, mm-hmm. brilliant, because I hadn't made my mind up before I watched the episode, <laughs> like a lot of people seem to have done. Um, uh, well, the, the, the third episode. Anyway, Wobbly Yonder, uh, Russell went, okay, look, I've got three episodes. The first one, I just want to kind of Play do a silly in. proper Doctor Who story. Yeah. Yeah. Third one's going to be the big, bombastic, over-the-top, overstuffed finale. And the middle one, I'm just going to show you why the fuck this is my job and you need to back the fuck up <laughs> and let me write Doctor Who. Um, oh, and yeah, excellent. while Blue Yonder was, was basically the straight in the top ten of all time episodes full of oh, just so much fucking horror. I, that's the thing. So it's many the genius of the horror so in that the absolute. There's because no, you can't point to anything in it and go, "This is, this is like gruesome or yep. bloody or weird." Like like it's it's such PG horror, but it's probably the scariest Doctor Who episode I've seen. I think possibly what definitely up there. Like it's this, definitely up. It's 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 yeah. Just the thing it's with the arms there. being so long, like that genuinely unsettled me. Like I genuinely like yeah. I was more freaked out by that than I've been by like proper grown up horror movies recently. Like, I yeah. thought that was because brilliant. it's built up to. It's built up to. It's not <clears throat> yeah. just like here's a monster, you know. It's all very like it, it starts off like so they land the well, crash lands the TARDIS because Donna threw a cup of tea uh onto the control panel and it yeah. exploded beautifully. And then TARDIS goes, and it lands in, according to Doctor Who magazine, a few places before it lands next to uh, Isaac Newton. Yes. We met, we bumped into Isaac Newton, which apparently everybody else also hated. Can't think why. What possibly about that that, that scene could someone uh, on the internet have a problem with? I I don't don't understand. Uh, You know what? I kind of feel like if you're if you're doing a actual historical figure, okay, try to get them as close to the well-known portraits as possible. However, yeah, and I mean this bit really importantly. I genuinely don't give that much of a fuck when it's Doctor Who, uh, because he invented the word mavity uh, (laughs) and broke the timeline, which is an amazing joke. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. In that moment, I did turn to Kerry and say, "If they're gonna do the joke that now, whenever anyone says gravity, they say it wrong for the rest of the episode, that's gonna." I, I love this episode. I don't care what happens in the rest of the episode. That is a good enough joke that's gonna win me through. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. That it, the, I mean, yeah. The race, the race aspect of that, I, I just, I just don't care. Like you said, like, and I don't even. Yeah. I think I genuinely think in a historical context, hopefully at some point in the future, people won't think about it in that way. In the same way as if 
you wouldn't think i don't know if isaac newton had blue eyes or brown eyes but like if they got yeah, that wrong in a tv I mean, show yeah. i wouldn't notice right i want i for I, me like i hope optimistically isaac, at some point in the far-flung future that is the real we're not going to ever see that day obviously but like in the fullness of time i'm hoping that might. i think racism probably won't be solved in the next 30 years that seems optimistic um might be Okay. Never know. Well, if we maybe we, who was fixed out of the year. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know what? That's right. I should take that hope from the. Uh, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the timeless childs and the fucking flux was fixed. But oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, that was. There were several. There've been a couple of moments in this run where Russell G Davies has literally turned to the camera and gone, "It's all going to be fine now. I promise." And it's always appreciated. <laughs> it's always appreciated. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm in charge. I'm fine. Look at how sexy the new doctor is. We're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. So we start, we start off with that, that massive fucking long corridor, and there's something at the other end. Which, by the way, I went, best disguised bottle episode ever. Sorry, just on that particular yeah. corridor. Like, this is... Obviously, they spent a lot of budget on visual effects, but this is an episode mainly on the green screen for except for the there's a, there's like a side room they go into but the um also using the cockpit. say again oh the cockpit. The cockpit you're right room, the cockpit as well front rooms but yeah. genuinely the most exciting use of kind of full on full surround green screen i've ever seen because they use it to do scale stuff which has never occurred yeah. to me as something you could do in that setup, but it's it's a very someone went into a someone thought about that technology and thought, well, we're going to do an episode where we kind of hold the costs up and keep things down because we want to do two bigger episodes either side. And someone went, you know, the thing I've not seen anyone do with this volume tech and these virtual sets is messing with the scale of characters. I just love that. I was yeah. very very clever. It was. Did you watch the Doctor Unleashed afterwards? I've not, but I assume it's a lot of them running around in a small because because there's also uh, there's lots of very clever stuff where you can kind of I've gotten quite good with volume stuff at working out like the size of the volume from how long a character can walk in a shot before they you know, would walk into a wall, and you can see it's quite a small yeah. set they're on, right? Because there's not a lot uh, of movement. No. They even get on the oh, it's not. It's fucking huge. Is it really? <laughs> doesn't need yeah, to be though there's it's... not a lot of movement or traveling and they have the little buggy thing that they use for big distances uh, there's a there's yeah there's yeah i saw okay that's cool i guess you could i guess that's there relatively is... easy to do if you're if you're green screening it rather than doing um because it's the light walls that mess you up with the volumes where if you're doing the projecting it in real time on the walls obviously that technology is very expensive whereas sticking up a green yeah. sheet is not not expensive, but less expensive. That's cool. It was all. It's this big. I'm trying to find the fucking the behind the scenesy bit. But if you if you look at the behind the scenes, it's 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 a big fucking warehouse that is just all green screen on the back wall and the side walls, and then this like really like long fucking bit of the corridor. With the, so they could run for a while on it. With the corridor, were they doing that in real time? Did they go into that? Because it looked to me the the. The graphical quality of the corridor looked Unreal Engine. It had the Unreal Engine it, look to me. It was Unreal Engine, and yeah, they they had a, a lower 
tech version of it that was seen in cameras so they knew what the shots would look like gotcha yeah no it felt that it felt it felt because that's the big thing that's coming in the next few years is movies that are rendered through real-time engines like uh, yeah. tv shows and stuff that's I, I know of a few things going on that's gonna be the next thing and this looked like a prototype of that of like can we get away with real-time graphics basically on a tv show and they did kind of it, it was yeah i spoiled it but i bet the average person who's not familiar with engine stuff wouldn't they wouldn't care yeah no there definitely was a little bit of a not quite in the right place every now and then yeah and a yeah. little bit flow but i allowed that for two reasons one it's doctor who it's not got the largest budget in the world uh and you have to make allowances you know what i don't care uh, and two, it just made everything a bit eerie, and I think the that being a bit eerie well. worked, yeah, really fucking well. Oh, the, yeah. the, just the the effects on the characters, the way they made the the body horror of the scale shifting stuff was just so beautifully realized and crunchy and meaty. The, like I've never, I've never hands, thought about the Dave, yeah, hands. I've never thought about David Tennant's hands as like a terrifying object before, but like that image, <laughs> oh, so good. There's again, watch Doctor Unleashed because you get to see the first time he puts those hands on, and he gets there's a lever and he pulls it, and they all wiggle and stuff, and he's like, oh, that's cool, it's good. That's you gotta watch cool. the behind the scenes shit because some of the stuff they're doing is is yeah, ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't like watch the it. robot. Yeah. Fucking that robot is fully puppeted. It's a puppet. <laughs> Can we talk about the robot? That's... Because the robot's interesting to Can me. Talk about the robot. I think yeah. Russell T is Russell T Davies a, a video game nerd, like an old school video game nerd. I don't know. So the re- I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. So the reason I ask is, and you'll be aware of examples of this, but like often. Whereas when you're a level designer, level designers always put in happy solutions to stuff. It's really annoying to everyone who's not a level designer. But a level designer, if yeah. they need to like get something done, they don't want to bother a programmer, they come up with these incredibly obtuse solutions. And one of the things that's done in quite a few games is using NPCs as timers. So if you want uh, something to take 20 seconds, you make a little track for a, for a character to run down and when they get yeah. to the end, that's that where is, it triggers the event. That's yeah. in everything. I used to do that in click and play in the 90s. Yep. On a CD. You just have a little guy running off screen back and forth <clears> to do timers. And that's and it's a thing yeah. that every level designer has done at some point, And they don't feel good about it. But it's in almost every shipped game ever. There's probably an example of that being done. And it's always really buggy and yeah. it goes wrong. That yeah. ha- robot and how that was set up, that felt like someone who if not was like into video games, had read an article about them that had a throwaway line about that. Cause that is a video game, there's a video game design solution to that problem. And yeah. I saw that and I was like, that's, that's really cool. I, I don't know if that's a reference or if, or if, or if it's just, he's come to that realization himself that you could use a robot that way, which would be even more yeah. impressive. Um, but yeah. It, I liked it. Was... it. The role... The robot was freaky from the distance. Then you get up to it, you're like, oh, is that made of skin? Oh, it's just rusty. Oh, thank fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, this episode, nothing. We had no knowledge. Even the leaks didn't know what it was about. Well, because presumably like, it was all shot on sets, so they could just close the sets down. It wasn't like you were getting blurry precisely. photos of Tenant in the middle of uh, Camden or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, a lot of closed set stuff was out there. So I assume that this was a very closed set. 
yeah this one that was yeah super duper lockdown um it was yeah no guest stars no scripts flying around as well we finally get a multi-doctor episode though Mm -hmm. (laughs) just it was two tenants just two tenants (laughs) And that was our 60th multi-doctor. Well, technically, I suppose the last one was as well. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, how long into Tenet's <coughs> first entrance, when Donna's, you know, going through the honeycomb things, did you go, oh, he's bad. Oh, no. Something's wrong. Immediately, but not because of anything in the performances, but the editing and the continuity of the edits was yeah, showing exactly you the that there were things happening in other places. It was the same for you. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, Doctor yeah. Who is not this badly cut together. If this was happening in another TV yeah. show, maybe I'd just assume, oh, they're, they're doing something about time passing or something. But it's like, no, they're telling us something. This is Doctor oh. Who. This this wouldn't be this bad unless there's two different scenarios. Oh, there's two different scenarios. Oh, they're being tricked. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just a, just a note on time passing. I love in Invasion of the Astro Monster where they're like, we have 20 hours left. And then it shows a clock, like a 24-hour <laughs> clock. That actually has 24 bits, which I just <laughs> thought was insane. And then mm. it just ticks on five hours, and they go, we have 15 hours left. I'm like, you should have just said 15 in the Jesus. first hit. That's a, that's a script edit. Just said that. That's a script edit. That's, yeah. a, that's a clean that up kind of situation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then we get lots of like, mm. oh, I'm you know, doing spooky, fucking, you don't know where things are going. It's, it was kind of midnight again. The idea of that unknown creature that's managed to work its way in and it's interacting with us in a very alien way. There's only so um, many Doctor Who episodes. That was also an issue with the next one as well. That the next one basically, yeah. well, if it killed the silence off, then it'll work against humanity as well, kind of thing. <laughs> but there's only so many tropes. There's only so many arcs. There's only so many stories. I can forgive that. Yeah, you can just take your own unique spins. Like, it, it it's not like what, it's not, the, it it's not what you play, it's the way you play it. I think they... Yeah. This played it very well. And the fact was that the emotional pull of this episode was these guys are learning about you very, very quickly, and the faster you think, the more they'll get, and it's the Doctor. Which is his weakness. He just doesn't stop fucking thinking. And the specifically, shit. though, the Tenant Doctor, who's a massive show-off. And wants yeah. to be showing showing off how clever he is and 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 doing all of that performative stuff. So it, you know, it's it's lovely observation. It does feel like an episode that maybe was boiling in in Russell T Davies's brain for a little while. Like if it was, you know, oh, I should have done that story. That's a, that would have been a cool weakness that that Doctor had. You know, um, yeah. I also really liked that the um, the setup of the edge of the universe and throwing down salt and that that was that was inviting something in by by doing it yeah i was worried that was going to be the big like a big a big arc and actually no just saying up the next episode i like the tightness of that it was a very clean yeah. link between where we were going without it being so obvious that it was weird um but yeah super strong beautiful performances I genuinely, Catherine yeah. Tate has either become a better actor in the time since, or I did not show her enough respect the first time around because she's been incredible in this show. I watched the Nan movie. Uh, no, I didn't. Nobody watched the Nan movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... No, was Ka- she Catherine always was this great good? First time around. I think yeah, I think I was just good. still thinking of her as Catherine Tate, the sketch comedy person. I think I'd not. I wasn't paying attention to her as an actor the first time around. Yeah, like the Pompeii episode, she really 
Like you go, oh, okay, Donna. Mm. You won me over a little bit there. No, she's so been was, um... amazing. Yeah, but like, so this, I love the, so this episode for me, the controversial moment was talking about Flux and when the fake Donna gets the Doctor to open up and he admits that half the universe is destroyed because of him and he knows it's not his fault but it still happened and that doesn't take anything away from it and then he has a proper little meltdown Mm. proper emotional beat for the doc, which is this is a doctor that has always been standing in the distance, hair trembling with emotion, sadness, but not showing it. But this was like it was a proper right. action moment where I went, "Oh Jesus, this has affected this character." I mean, it didn't affect the one that it happened to because that's that's that's, that's, that's Ross planting seeds for next episode, right? Like that's 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 yeah. good. That's Chekhov's emotional trauma. There were a lot, yeah. Of, um, See, I'm really glad. Uh, I'm slightly glad we didn't have an episode recorded on these last week, because when at the end when he takes the wrong Donna, oh yeah, he take he take the wrong Donna because they, she got they got so good at yeah, becoming yeah. that. Oh, that's fucking and that's brilliant. that fear, that fear of when she's left behind and you as an audience spot it and know what's going on, like that yeah. kind of. That like oh wait no this is this is a special they might be doing this and like that con- that kind yeah. of moment of like like and, and again like Catherine Tate just plays it beautifully in terms of that that performance in that moment that kind of dawning terror and realization that this is the end it's just it's the um it's the toys going into the incinerator in Toy Story three it's that it's doing that yeah and it's, it just yeah I, I just oh my god they're gonna do it they're gonna bloody do it you know fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, they didn't, and he yeah. saves her, and then they kind of they collapsed onto the TARDIS console, and he's holding her, mm. and the look in his face, I at that moment went, I think he's going to retire. <laughs> like that's impressive. Like the this is the like the way this has been set up with like the pressure of the flux and him having the outburst and stuff. I can see like. And so I was like, I my speculation going into the next episode was, I think they're going to beat the toy maker, and then the doctor's just going to retire, and we're going to get like a fast forwards the doctor's retirement until he dies of old age, having got a lot of this shit out of his system. Yeah. Like the doctor just stops for a while, and then the next doctor comes along refreshed and ready to go, and they're going to reset it that way. And that's what my theory was going that into lead, the third that, episode. Um, that's a beautiful idea, but it does lead you, lead to less brand opportunities, Dan. It does lead to less brand opportunities. Well, I did say, uh, this whole time, I'm pretty sure they're going to try and keep Tenant around. You called it. Yeah, no, I, well, that was what I texted you when I was watching. I was like, you absolutely called that. But you said that Moffat, uh, was it something that was already discussed in the show, or...? No, I I said, wait, call it. I said it's, um, there's the curator, so from the 50th anniversary... Sure. There, there's a there's, there's a, a version of the Doctor. Yeah, there's a version of the Doctor. Well, no, there's just a version of the Doctor that's supposed to be like a super future version of the Doctor mm. that's retired from right. saving the world and played by Tom Baker, um, who's made some big finish appearances as well because big finish is amazing. Um, and it's just this, it's a super future version of the Doctor who knows everything about the Doctor, um, but it's the one that retired. And it's sort of the ending of the Doctor is there's this this other version. 
But I, I, I liked the idea that that somehow if you could keep Tenet around, he could be the one that goes off and then regenerates. Because that doctor, the curator specifically said, um, uh, in a few, you know, in later regenerations, you'll find yourself revisiting some of the old, old faces. Oh, just he the bloody did, didn't he? And so oh. I was going, oh, wouldn't it be Oh, my beautiful? mind's blown 100%. That's what they'll do. Yeah. Wouldn't it be beautiful to have that's the retired doctor? Yeah. Um, oh, I'd not even thought of that. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, I'd not. But I, honestly, yeah. like, I, I, I just thought that we could do something like Tennant goes, oh, I, I'm going to go off and I'm going to... You'll be, do the Matt you know, Smith the thing of letting him age, and... basically, before death. Yeah. Yeah. He goes off, has adventures, comes back as an old man, or, you know, some... Yeah. some. There's a big... I was expecting a time gap. I wasn't expecting uh, bi-regeneration because it was invented for this episode, and it would have been weird But hasn't... To I, I, I would it. have to fact-check this, but hasn't everything in Doctor Who been invented in episode Doctor Who at some point? It's, yes, I'm pretty sure. I think pretty much all of it. I don't think any of it pre Regeneration, the TARDIS, Mavity, it's all Doctor Who. I mentions. mean, regeneration was genuinely a commercial requirement, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't the original story idea for the for the show. It was we are no. we need to solve a problem we or going, we want to keep the show going. And I feel like that's valid as a reason for a creative decision in an ongoing franchise. And if this yeah. is, hey, we want to have the new Doctor, we want him to not be doing the angst because we've been doing the angst now for a decade and probably we should have a fresh And he's just new... had so much angst piled on so much in the last few episodes. I mean, that was... You've had 50, the... It's like, 50% oh, the, half of the, the universe is destroyed. Was, was, was just, I'm such an, a bad person. I hate myself. And it's like, that's Well, not... that, was the, that was the clearing. He cleared through it. Capaldi cleared through all of that groundwork. Yeah, Capaldi was like, "I'm going to be the Doctor who like clears that up," and I end going, "Actually, I do add good to the universe. I'm going to regenerate." And then you get Jodie, who's like, "I'm fresh face and happy and ready to go." Uh, half the universe is destroyed. Actually, you're the Titus Child. Oh, Gallifrey's <laughs> gone, and everybody you know is dead. And I'm like, uh, "You're uh, right." In the in the in the hands of a better writer, Jodie Whittaker could have fulfilled the role of rejuvenating the uh, franchise. Um, yeah, but absolutely uh, would have done. Yeah, but alas. But this works for me. This, this this lets you this this lets you literally reboot, which is what it needs. So this is the point I was I I've, I wanted to make about mm. the whole. So there was an episode before by regeneration. We might talk about that at some point. Um, but this is the point that I I think is most important is that Russell has just given the Doctor what Russell had. So Russell. Mm left Doctor Who and let it go off without him and realised how much better that made him feel and then has come back to it and has taken that concept and given it to the Doctor. He's gone, this was the best thing that I could have done for me. That's interesting. I'd not thought of the autobiographical angle, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely... If if you've got to read The Writer's Tale, if you haven't already, that goes for everybody listening to this. Because you'll you'll see that that Russell is exhausted. He's he's running on fumes. Yeah, like he's just he's just gone. Um, and yeah, he's just he left, and then the you know this new young doctor went sauntering off without his control, 
and kind of is like, well, let's give that to the Doctor. So yeah, I, I do think it was an autobiographical choice. That's nice. Um, I, I know think it's, you know, I it's think he's just gone woke. I think he's just gone woke. I mean, that's my <laughs> that's my theory. Um, but there are different theories. Now I've seen people absolutely. Neil Patrick Harris didn't even say the N word. Like, how's we supposed to know it's the toy maker? Uh. Can you walk me through the toy maker very briefly? Because I don't know the history of that character at all. Obviously. Oh yeah, sure. There was one episode where the Doctor meets the toy maker. In that episode, there's a racial slur. Um, oh, and, and then. That's and probably why the, I've the... not seen that episode. It's not yeah, in the rotation. That yeah. one was probably lost more on purpose. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think... Is that one lost? I don't think that was lost. I can't remember. No, that one is lost. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the basically they're doing the whole game thing. And then the Doctor, like, shouts through the TARDIS doors as he's about to leave with his own... Like, he uses the Toymaker's voice and then leaves and it beats the Toymaker. It's kind of a weird ending. Some of the episodes definitely stuck around because I've definitely seen that bit. Yeah. Um, but they are remaking it in a graphic design, a graphic style that I could only describe as The Sims 3. Okay. There is a, an official, it looks like The Sims, but <laughs> Doctor Who, it's very weird. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was lots of weird, silly games and well, okay. one game. And yeah, the Doctor so was like, fun, I'm going to copy his voice. Yeah. Which is why I thought the toy maker was swapping accents all the time. So the Doctor couldn't copy it. Oh, that makes sense. Because it was all over the shop. I did wonder but about apparently that. But apparently it's because the toy maker was racist or something. Russell said something about it and I wasn't... I was kind of still bowled over by, by generation. And... Okay. Well, Neil Patrick Harris did great, all that. Like, and was clearly having a fucking In lot everything. of fun. And I respect it. Yeah. yeah. In everything, though, right? Let's let's just be honest. That's fair, Neil Patrick Harris. Fair. Well, he's a song and dance man. From... He, he's he is traditional theatre. Let's put on a goddamn well, show. Well, in Unleashed, kind of guy. he says he he can't dance. He's never taken a dance lesson in his life. He's a liar. He's a liar. He can absolutely. So dance. I'm, I'm like, there's he's no way that's fucking in Several different shows. What? That's nonsense. I, I yeah. I mean, I respect you as an artist, Neil, but you're full of shit. <laughs> Clearly the best of them. Uh, Harold and Kumar's Christmas uh, film. I can't say I've had the pleasure. Neil Patrick Harris's. Oh my god, I love the Harold I, and Kumar films. I, I they are genuinely brilliant. <laughs> I've never I've never partaken. I was going to suggest to the audience um, sometimes assassins. Uh, if you ever get the chance to listen to the oh. uh, Neil Patrick Harris performance of assassins, he's very good in it. I think it's quite. A, I think See, it was quite a while. I think it might have been one of his earlier roles, but it's, he's really good. See, in, in the Harold and Kumar things, Neil Patrick Harris is a recurring character right? Um, who just sort of shows up. And they're like, oh, will he do Doctor Who? I'm like, he did Harold and Kumar. Like, if it's a good, fun script, he'll be there. Like, yeah. That's kind of... That's kind of his deal. Um, no, but yeah, he it. had the... Um, yeah, he nailed Harold and Kumar because the whole point is he's <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, but he's he's pretending to be gay. And okay. his husband, they're pretending with a husband. So they're like, he's with his husband. He's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, we're kissing in front of the press. They shut the door. They're like, oh, get away from me. <laughs> and he's like, really like sexually aggressive towards women. But he's like, girlfriend. And it's just sort of, That's he's fun. this horrible, lecherous creep. I mean, he uh, does play. I mean, that's, delight. you know, how I met your mother. He played that. He plays straight very well. He does do the lecherous creep yeah. kind of very well. Um, I've never seen. I've I actually that's like I watched one episode and I went. I don't ever want to see this again. How many mother? It was. Uh, it was pretty fun. Like it was. It was. It was 
it was a relatively safe friends knockoff. Um, yeah, I liked it because there was a. I liked it because there was a long term couple in it, and you know, yeah, my people we don't get represented as much uh, in popular <laughs> culture. No, it's genuinely like as someone who yeah. was in my like I've, I've yeah I've been with Carrie since we were eighteen, so like basically ha! all media. Yay! <laughs> wow all, all media that's uh all media about 20 somethings where it's like the challenges of dating and stuff just i can't relate at all so it was quite nice in that show yeah. they had um uh uh alison hannigan and dude who looks oh, a bit like, like me but i can never remember his name are like the the long-term couple who are just oh the of, rock I look like the rock, did you say? Yeah, that was my that, that was my, my little generous joke for you there. It was profoundly generous. That's the most like the generous fact, joke I thought, you've ever made in my presence. Before. I thought you'd go, oh, thank you very much. But you went, you're clearly wrong and you misheard me. <laughs> I did. I did. I jumped. Have some self esteem, Mike, I... for fuck's sake. <laughs> I think it's more about my arrogant need to correct people, but we haven't got time to do it on this. I'll get a regeneration at some point. And I'll, I'll have a retirement while um, younger, sexier me um, goes off on the oh, Mike, yeah. Mike, can I just say, right, just as a thing. Yeah. Imagine, right, what you could do is you could just shed all of your trauma and it would wander off and sort itself out. That'd be amazing. The fucking dream, isn't it, right? It's, that is... It would save me a lot of uh, <laughs> therapy. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a definitely, it would save some time. <laughs> Uh, Literally a thing I said to my therapist. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, if only, yeah, <laughs> if only I could have just do that." But I do that, and it's, it's a testament. It's it's Russell Davies being a good writer, but they do kind of address that in the text, right? They do kind of go, "Yeah, you're going to go away, and you're going to work on this, and then I'm going to benefit from that." Because uh, yeah. timey wimey, like you know, it's I'm still you from the future, but I'm you from a point in the future where you've gone over this shit. I kind of like that. Well, I feel like it's a, he separated it off to process it. And in my head, like when the curator's about to die, the doctor pops back up and kind of like reabsorbs him. Oh, they're still the same organism. Yeah, I don't know any of the, I don't know what the science of it is, but like they're definitely the same person still. Like there will be a a moment where they come back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Unless, I mean, it might do a, this, you know, tenant becomes the veil yard and super evil, mwahaha, and we get evil tenant. Ah, I'd rather not that. No. Um, I like you the curator thing. I'm well, I mean, that, not, but, I'd not put the curator thing together before you sent me that gift, but I, I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather curator than Valiard than evil doctor. Like all of the all the bad that's happened is now being bad. And You've burned, got the master burned. for that, who's currently in a tooth. Yeah. Um, yeah, who gets picked up by another fucking woman's hand with red fucking hair with a laugh, and we don't know who it is. Oh, it's, they've done it again. He's done it again to me, Mike. He did that on purpose. I can literally, I can see Russell pissing himself laughing while writing that. <laughs> She's literally just there going, ah, do it again. Fuck you. Love it. Love it. There, there you go, fandom. Have another mysterious hand. I love it. No, I, I, Picking I, up the master. I can't wait to see what they do with uh, the master next. Because it's always been, he's always been my... Because that, I mean, that was as a kid. That was my main exposure to Doctor Who was just rewatching the Paul McGann movie over and over and over again. It's like the Master <laughs> is like the most important Doctor Who villain from my perspective. Yeah, um, I see. For me, like my ultimate version of the Master is Missy. 
Okay. I love Missy. Missy's. Oh, she was I fun. Love Missy so much. She was fun. Missy's the best. And then there was Sasha the one I didn't really care for. I think. I think it kind of. I really. Like I know I shot on the chip and Lyra just a little, you know. I think there was some but negativity, think, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I think four episodes ago now we had the power of the Doctor, which had Rasputin Master singing along to Ra Ra Rasputin. Yeah. And in this one we had the Toy Maker singing along to the Spice Girls, and the Spice Girls one is such so much better in every single way because plot is happening yeah and fear is happening and think the master one was just like hey look the master's gonna do a silly dance and this one was like ah the toy maker's doing a silly dance as he shows that the laws of space and time do not apply to him but he's also committing massive violence yeah that's the beauty of it yeah actual consequential death a couple of times in they're dead i'm so sorry Ball lands in a woman's hands. It's got a face that screams. She throws it away. I'm like, fucking hell, here we go. And the, um, and the, where's, where's the guys who are out here? Well, I imagine they're halfway towards the ground by now. Like, just that. Oh, no, I imagine they're still falling. Yeah. That's the, that was it. Absolutely. I imagine they're still falling. Absolutely. Like, genuinely, like, setting up stakes. Do you remember Steak yeah. Stan? <laughs> As a concept? No, I'm vegan. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, but yeah, having yeah, no, it, it was great. I the um, I liked the doll thing. I, that was fun. I, I must say, I think the third episode was the weakest of the three. True, one hundred percent. Yeah, Wild Blue Yonder was definitely the best. Star Beast was second best, and then this one just the episode was just it was overstuffed. It was a Russell T Davies finale. That was if anything, job. it's overstuffed. It was this its was, job. You're just, introducing a new character, doing yeah. a little bit of uh, action at the top of a building. It's how he likes to do an yeah. intro, and fair play to him. Like it's it, he did the thing. That was yeah. that was scene setting. It, you know, Christmas has to nail it. That's the oh, Christmas is gonna nail it. I think so. Like so. Did, again, Unleashed has a little extra bonus clip of the next episode at yeah. the end of every episode, mm-hmm. and the one at the end of Unleashed is a song. Okay, there's a song. There's a song, there's a little, little song sung by the goblins, and I'm like, are we getting a, like, a musical episode? Are we starting <laughs> on a musical episode? Because like, that's what I was going to say. That's what this episode felt like. I've never seen this in television before, but mm. the giggle felt like a series finale and pilot at the same time. Yes, which I think is the intention. Is this, there is a show that has just finished... And there is a yeah. new show. New Who is finished. Yeah. And now this is new, 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 new Who. New, 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 new Who. New, new. We both fucked up saying that in different ways. It's fun. Isn't that beautiful, right? New, new Who. That's yeah. what it needs. And so, that's what it needs. And that's bluntly what it's what it needs. It's also, I'm sure, tied to the kind of the concept of this new brand, this new IP, Bad Wolf producing. Like, this is a new show. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. This, this feels like the ending to a 60-year show or, you know, a 13 or 14-year show. How long has it been? The new Who? Like 15 uh, years? 18 years. 18 years. It's the end of that show. Yeah, that's what it felt like. 
and and the doctor the is completely a shift obviously like he's going to be doing a very different performance very clearly not a performance of dweeby nerdy nerd in space to be a much sexier character much more exciting yeah. adventurous character it's changing i love the new sonic screwdriver Oh, like revealed today! Yeah. Looks like, oh, with bits that flip and oh, it's so Y two K. It looks it looks like every gadget I wanted as a fifteen year old. It's so Y two K. I love it. You know what it looks like? Mm. It looks like every single mouse in any <laughs> film that was set in the year two thousand that was made in the eighties. Yeah, that's what it looks that's like. The good I love shit. it. That's the good shit. Right? Did there. you see? It's got that. Gallifreyan circle of text. It's like a Rwandan proverb or something, right? It's a Rwandan proverb, mm. which is just... Which is pen is my yeah. gym and sword, but better written. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the, the sh- a sharper tongue is better than a sharper blade or warrior or something. Yeah, yeah it's something like those lines. Beautiful. It's better. It's better. It's weird, it's, just it's funky. Better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just, great. I and it's, it. uh, yeah. Ties into to shitty... Really, like, personal to him. Yep. Um, you know, he's got a sonic screwdriver with a Rwandan phrase on it. He's got a kilt in that opening scene because his Scottish heritage. Like, yeah, fuck it. This dude's celebrating who he is and bringing that into the Doctor. Fair fucking play. That is how you get some fucking good television. It's a bit of a jump from so... Tennant having to do Mockney for years, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a culture. Yeah. It shows where we are now that, like, that, that, that an actor can bring more of themselves to the role was definitely not the case when David Tennant came in. Well, I don't, Eccleston was from the north and he That's was a no nonsense northern Every doctor. planet has a north, Dan. Yeah. Well, lots north. of planets have a north. Lots of planets have a north, which is funny. God's sake, Dan. Because that implies that some planets don't have a north. For God's sake, Dan. There's just bottom halves of planets. Let me have my about. moment. Let me have my <laughs> moment. Because I'm stood here looking like the rock. Let me have my moment. <laughs> Remembering they're going to cast you in like the live action Moana. They should. They should. I've not had that phone call yet, but um, I have got a meeting with yeah. Disney next week. I'll bring it up. We'll get it done. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, I'll do. I'll do. Uh... He, he sits on all my meetings, does Dwayne? Yeah, that's true. He does. He does. He, does. he actually there. does. Yeah. Just Dwayne and shooting. You're just there in the middle, just blending in, <laughs> looking. This is turning into something else, but I like it. Keep going. It's good. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'll keep your fantasies out of this podcast. I think that's... uh... No, it's great. It's really cool. Doctor Who's gone woke. um, I like like the split target. That that gives us some stuff to play with. That gives us some opportunities. Oh yeah, second. I, that was something. I was like, I do not see the doctor giving up the TARDIS. How are you going to get around that? He's like, I got this Boom. mallet, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, it Boom. was earned at that point. Two original TARDISes. Yep. Yeah, it's got a jukebox in it. Why is you, it got just a jukebox in it? Because that TARDIS becomes this TARDIS eventually. I don't know. You can, yeah, you can do knows? whatever you want. It can be one TARDIS in different points in time. It can be you can forget about it for twenty years until someone wants to have the master arrive in it. You can do a bunch of different things. It's yeah, it creates opportunity. I think that's what Doctor Who's always been very good at. It's just broadening itself, adding to its canon, yeah. broadening the possibility space of it, so that future writers can pick and choose what they want to grab from. I think that's one of its that's, unique qualities in sci-fi well. franchise. Actually, is that it's not limited. Well, that's what we. That's why I think neither of us like the timeless child, and both of us like bi-regeneration. Because yeah, 
Yeah. Our generation is forward thinking. Opportunity. It's yeah. like here's here's more things for you to play with, future writers. Whereas the the, the time of child's like here's less things for you to play yeah. with. Let's make this like, more boring and straightforward. Yeah. There's more doctors back there, but like, is that interesting? Uh, but you know. And I also, Russell's been saying mad shit on his commentary tracks, apparently. Like, he's like, yeah, all the Doctors could have done this. There's timelines where every regeneration was a bioregeneration, and now there's various... And then, like, if you've watched those Tales of the TARDIS things, like, there's the old Seventh Doctor, and he's like, well, you know, sometimes I didn't regenerate. And it's all like, oh, they're just doing, like, everything is canon uh, and nothing is at the same time. I don't understand the mindset of someone who comes to Doctor Who with kind of a stop like a Star Trek fan kind of mindset. That kind As of a Star ca- Trek fan and a Doctor Who fan, I... Uh... You'll be, your expectations are different, I think. With Star Trek, yeah, Star I, Trek I, is I... about closing uh, canon and explaining canon and feeling yes. the joy of watching Star Trek is you genuinely feel like you as a fan who've been watching it since you were a kid know that universe, know the rules of that universe and who's in play and how it works i know the history of that universe better than i know the history of ours like there's no <laughs> it's true yeah no i've got a better genuinely probably got a better sense of the history of star trek than, than the planet earth the um yeah with doctor who just... i don't think that approach i don't understand when i see people kind of speaking to canon it's to me they're all it's more like comic book canon it's it's fluid it's what do we need for the story we're doing right now it's you know i'll tell you what yeah I'll tell you what, a thing Come I've on. always... And I don't think I'm ever going to get around to writing Doctor Who, you know, so... We um, will one day, they're going to let us send On a television... Are, the audience will know, because it'll be the day we delete every podcast we ever recorded. That's the moment yeah. that so me remember and this. Dan got a job on Doctor Who. Yeah. This will be spoilers for Doctor Who uh, when me and Mike are showrunning it. Yeah. Um, the Or I'll be showrunning it and Mike will be making the games. The uh, <laughs> I've, already been games. Demo- I've already been demoted. Yeah. I've already... I said you're making the games, not getting the coffee. Like, yeah, no, it's cool. Be thankful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to work at Nerd Cubes Games Department. It's gonna be great. The, the, day, the, man, the, what I would day. always want to add. Yeah. Oh my god. What god. I would always want to add to Doctor Who. Yes. Is I I want to I want to canonize the fact that when the Doctor regenerates, part of the the glowy goo that flies out of him mm. is a pent up paradox energy. Oh, like rewrites the universe like, slightly in lots of imperceptible as, ways. As, basically, as the Doctor flies around, he is, you know, you know, uh, scooping up loads of paradoxes and paradox energy and shit, and he tries to hold as much of it back as he can when he's regenerating, but he has to let some of it go. Yeah. And the bits he let go is just tweak things and change things, and so every time the Doctor regenerates, the universe can shift. But his own personal universe, you know, when the mm. Eighth Doctor said that he was half human, yeah, he sure. was half human at that point. He's not in this regeneration, but he was during that one. You know, the Thirteenth Doctor was the timeless child. Are the future Doctors or past Doctors? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. they were. And just I, that's my thing is I just want to I want to canonize the lack of canon. I want to put it in the canon yeah. that there isn't a canon. I do think in the, in the text somewhere along the line we started seeing kind of franchise storytelling as fact collecting. And that if you could collect yeah. all the facts about the franchise, you knew about it. And you, and that was basically the, you don't ask, is the story I'm currently hearing good? You ask, does the story I'm currently hearing contradict anything in the canon? That's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. I don't, 
I, well, that's, we, that's with what all of the caveats that's what that nothing I'm saying was. applies to any of my current work in franchise projects. I'm very respectful of canon <laughs> there. But I do think it would be cool if, as a culture, we just went, you know what? If I'm telling a Hercules story here, it doesn't matter what the last Hercules story is. As long as I get the big, broad strokes of it right, it's fun. We're having fun. We're playing with toys here. It's all good. Don't worry about yeah. it. I mean, I will say Tron's what? Two movies and a great animated TV that's show? genuinely, like... Not to turn this into an interview about Tron, but like that's one of the reasons I was really drawn to working on it is that it's a it's a really rich world, but very um, but yeah, there's not an enormous amount of media, so therefore there is just more room to play, I I think. Um, And you can respect what's there massively, as I do, but also find a new story to tell in that world. That's that's exciting in a way that I think other franchises just have a lot more weight. A lot more. The, yeah. the 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 tanker is bigger for you to try and kind of steer it in an interesting direction. It's just a harder job. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always bits like for me, like a good Star Trek series would be a focus on a just a little bit of minutiae near the end of Next Generation. Like yeah. for, like if you were like you can have you have an unlimited budget or like a modern TV budget, which is basically yeah. unlimited to make a Star Trek TV show set anywhere starring anyone what would it be i'd be like oh my god i want to make one about the scientists who go down to the dyson sphere that Mm -hmm. picard found and start investigating it yeah and a whole show about uncovering what's going on there and the fact that it's abandoned i go even more old school i want procedural i want i want um i want old school episodic tv i i want the star trek legal drama where it's a different case every oh. week. The the one. A, yeah. Do you did you hear about Roddenberry's medical drama? Did you ever hear about that? That was happening. That was his idea no. for his. So Roddenberry's original, 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 original plan for Star Trek follow up was to basically do because hospital shows were starting to get popular. Let's do a medical ship. Um, I can't remember what that I think exists. It was the, the that show exists. Does it? That's a show that exists. Yes, there is a there is a show that is it's a sci fi hospital show. I mean, it like a space genuinely station. be a rip off of that idea because I think they did. I think he he took it to pre like it was in the pre production stage. I think all it ended up as was like a Star Trek novel or something. This was like in the the late sixties, early seventies. I think he was looking at this, and it would have been Mercy yeah. Point. There it is. Mercy Point. There you go. Which is a science fiction medical drama that lasted seven episodes. <laughs> but uh, I, I think, I think that's where Star Trek works. And Star Trek knows what it is. It's a, it's, it's classic television. It's, it's a, it's a scenario that's interesting. They're on. A, they're not on a ship. Boston legal, but on a space station. That's what. Well, you want. my one is. I want. I would absolutely, and I will at some point be in a room and pitch this to Paramount for a game. I would love to do like yeah, a, lawyer, a, a legal drama. Uh, you're on a yeah. a ship flying around solving measure of a man style legal dilemmas. Love that. Love yeah, to make according that to according to make judgments on peace treaties, laws, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Because there's the book I've been trying well, again, to track down that's a copy the other... of. Which... Sorry, so as I said, that's that's the other Star Trek show I've always wanted to write. Is if it was like you've got to set it in like after Picard, like it's the future. Mm. It would be the arrival of Andromeda's Federation, mm. like the the utopia that formed in a different galaxy, and it's like how the two utopias merge together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, 
and sort of how do you get along with another utopia because like they will you know utopias the most together share ideas share technology yeah but like look how much difficult it was to get this one going and now we've got to bring a whole set of aliens in call us paramount sort of the you know call us ideas. me and dan no no leave us alone russ you do you do you russ you, we fair. have faith that's fair yeah you're 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 doing yeah you're doing good stuff. Name us as your successor. You don't need us. Name us as your successor. I'll um, take that. I'll take a yeah. game. I'd happily write a game. Don't mm. do needs a game. There's been Desperate some good. There's been games. some games. Wasn't that VR stuff? Quite <laughs> it was. It was no. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Do you know why it wasn't? Go on. Right. Because it's it's not good because it's too good. So you land on like an alien planet and this thing like scuttles in front of you and I'm like, no. Oh, I just was <laughs> no, I'm back to the TARDIS, mate. Okay. In fact, I got as far as there's a weeping angel bit. And of course, in the rules of VR, weeping angels work. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. And the bit that made me shit myself was a weeping angel comes out of a painting. So you turn it, there's like a painting you're interacting with. You turn around, turn back, and it's a weeping angel leaning out the painting. Well, that's and the only time I... Like, that's, yeah. That's off. That's the headset off. I'm not going back. That's no, the fuck only, you. That's the only time genuinely I've nearly hurt myself in VR was there was a Batman VR experience where Joker jumped oh, yeah. by being right behind Joker. you. Oh, my yeah. God. I always fell over and smashed my head on a table. Like, that was... <laughs> that, that really, really got to me. That was brilliant. I re- yeah, I remember that one. That was uh, unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, not a VR game, but like a, uh, I don't know, Doctor Who, you can, yeah. there's a lot of games you can make. Yeah, I, I, well, I would certainly not be pitching them on a public podcast. I would be privately pitching those to... I uh, would definitely um, not be pitching them on a public no. podcast. <laughs> That's a thing that might happen one day. Like, I'm not going to be showrunner, <laughs> but maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe Mike will get in and then we have a blood pact. Uh, I won't tell the deep, terrible, dark secrets that he's done. Yeah, uh, if Mike brings me along to Doctor Who, so you do have the, a uh, lot of compromising information about me. In fairness, I, I do. It's yeah, great. It's I keep fair. it all. Yeah, it's all my mind palace. <laughs> hey, we got an Amy and not Rory shout out. Yeah, we got Moffat shout outs. Yeah, I love that. I love like you can see like all Moffat's like companions who are absolutely fine. It just, at the well, end, but it not just, really. It's it like reminded me how much I miss Bill. How I thought Bill had. Was better than the episodes that she got. Yeah, I like Bill. Yeah, I like Bill a lot too. We need more Bill. More Bill. But wouldn't some? Didn't somebody say that Bill was? Wasn't it Mel? Because Mel was back. Bonnie Langford. A little bit of lovely, of lovely mm. Mel. Yeah. Who, for the first time in Doctor Who history, Mel, the computer programmer, was sat in front of a computer. <laughs> Uh, oh, yes. here's a question. Here's a question that happened in my household. The robots, uh-huh. the robots in Avengers yes. headquarters. Um, yes, is is that pre? Is that something we've forgotten that was in a previous episode of Doctor Who, or is that something new? No, that's brand new. Because we Just thought that was something. There. We thought that was something that was in a previous episode. No, Doctor okay. Who is has has the unit spinoff been confirmed? I'm assuming we're gonna. Yeah, no, it has. Um, since oh, January. So we're gonna... Yeah, no, we're getting a, we're getting a Kate Stewart uh, unit spin-off. So that's a thing that we're going to talk to oh, about in, 
So we're going to get seven seasons establishing the tragic backstory of that robot at some point. Excellent. Good to know. Yeah. Pleased about yeah. it. I did look at yeah, that. Gonna... I did look at their big base, and I was like, "It's a lot of work to go to for one for one episode yeah. to set this up." Okay, that makes sense. Oh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep using that. Yeah, no, that that is an investment in the unit uh, upcoming gotcha. TV show. Okay, that makes sense. Um, with Kate Stewart starring, uh, and I assume. Bonnie Langford won't stick around. We might have Catherine Tate in well, it now because she got a job. Oh, of course she did. And that's how you get Tennant in for like a cameo every season as well. It's via that connection. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, the, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I hope it's like Torchwood where there's two versions, one of which has swearing in it. That's <laughs> my favourite era yeah. of Doctor Who. Was I won't watch that episodes. one. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I watched, I watched the non-swearing one. I watched both because I was it? cool. In my, that was when I was at uni, and I remember we we had a ritual. Me and my housemates, we would go out, get pizzas, get back, and we each sit in silence eating a pizza or watching that episode of Torchwood. And that was that was the until about halfway <laughs> through the first season where we realised we were in it more for the pizzas than the Torchwood. Um, <laughs> good times, good times. Good times, yeah. Um, and, and speaking of good times, we haven't actually said anything about the episode of the giggle. It was really um, good. Yeah, yeah Paris is fun. Fun visuals. Didn't really feel like we got the full gamut of toy maker opportunities taken. Yeah, we just like to spend Definitely. more time in his weird labyrinth. That was set up and then never really went as far as I was hoping it would. Um, I think they kind of pulled back on it just simply because the last episode was Weird Labyrinth. And you got to get where you got to get as well. Like, you could build a whole episode yeah. around that, but they didn't have time to do that. They've yeah. they got to they gotta get onto that rooftop and spare play. They had Creepy Doll Attack and then Puppet Show. That was amazing. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about the, 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 the doll, the Widow Doll. That was amazing. Yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, I uh... loved it so much. <laughs> Especially as someone who's really into what we do in the shadows, where they have a similar looking doll. Yeah, they do. I was like, this is this is such a fun I go, dark Nadia. twist on that. Yeah, Nadia. <laughs> um, yeah, love it. It was spooky. Uh, also, those babies are in like Lies of P. Uh, Liza P has some like baby puppets. Oh, really? That are basically exactly like that, and they freak the shit out of me. So it was great. It's good nice. to know that I can't escape baby puppets. Nice. It's like I'm being thematically haunted after my vasectomy. That's <laughs> <laughs> staying in. Uh, yeah, no. That's staying in. That's staying in. Yeah, of course I'm staying in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky and then puppet show. I did. I enjoy there was none of the Chibnall companions because see, they all just wandered off. There, there wasn't was, like interesting yeah. deaths or leavings. Yeah, it was like yeah. And then there was the flux, and that kind of destroyed a whole he bunch of really shit. Really didn't like the Chibnall era, did he? He he's got I think notes. He res- I think he didn't like it. I think he respected it, the the concept of Doctor Who enough to keep it going. Yeah. And to add a little bit of character to it and actually um, make it mean something because it yeah. never meant anything. Yeah. Because as we all know, 
Drama isn't about the things that happen. It's about the characters' reactions to the things that, that happen. Let me write that down. That's how you make drama. Mike, you should write that down. Also, down. Mike, I'll write this down. Add a jump button. Add a jump um, <laughs> button. Excellent. Got it. Done. It's just easy, isn't it? Just jump. Push jump. The problem is, you are depriving people of from all of my future games I've ever seen a jump button because... I'm that and now you had one, it's totally on me. Now I refuse to put it in a game because of you. If there's if any character like leaves the in, in John Wick Hex, could you like shimmy over a barricade or something, or is it always going round stuff? You're always going round stuff in John Wick. Oh, uh, you see, you just your feet have to be on the ground. That's the thing. <laughs> have you ever made a game where feet can leave the ground? Yes, I have, Dan. I've made quite a few, and that's okay. Nate. Name one. Uh, Thomas. Thomas was alone. No, no, doesn't have feet. Oh, well, if we're doing this, then, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this. Has anyone, you ever made a game where feet could leave the ground, Mike? I have not at this time made oh, a my... game where feet can leave the ground, though. <laughs> well, no, here we go. Quarantine Circular, they're on a boat. By definition. There's, By definition. There's no button to... By definition, they are not still on ground. Subsurface circular, they're underground. I I love the fact that you just went international waters. Yeah, <laughs> I mean international waters. It's fine. It's a solid. It's a solid defense. I think. It's a big yeah. episode stuff. But right? like in that game, you can't like move your character. You have to click shit and talk. Well, that's because because well, you move. You may not move your character physically, Dan, but you do move them emotionally. Which I think was the point you were originally oh. making, eh? How about that? Come full circle. Well, yeah. So you 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 have a jump button of the mind. Exactly. There you go. Boom. We're there. You, you know what's more fun than that, Mike? A jump, <laughs> a jump button, button of the actual jumping. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Jump button, combat, anything will be just content. Just really. make a game, Mike. You just want like, a game. You know, don't just. I want these talking symbols. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You just like writing, don't it? Just do books, right? Just let the whole game thing fall apart and do books. <laughs> but books we are held to higher standard than games, Dan. I can't do that. <laughs> Fucking not. Um, <laughs> the, I, I put the word fuck on the cover of my book. That's uh, I just know no one gives a shit about books. That's all I could tell. It's no, it's no movie. I'll tell you what I watched this past week, right? Tell One me. of the best films ever made. Okay. Mouse Hunt. Is that the, that's the, um, oh, what's his name? Nathan Lane. Is that Nathan Lane? Nathan Lane. And Nathan Lee, Lane and Lee Evans. And Lee Evans. What happened to Lee Evans? Nathan Lane and Lee Evans. Yeah. What happened to Lee Evans? Uh, yeah. He retired. Did he? Okay. He retired. I remember yeah. a decent... He basically went... I don't know if this film was shit. good, but I remember enjoying it. The one about where Lee Evans, it was like, it was around the era where every comedian had to do like a serious movie. And he did one about a guy who'd yeah. been videotaping his entire life. I yeah, we've talked about that on this very podcast. Have we really? It's clearly stuck with me. I have, yeah. no, I have no memory of it beyond the premise. It might be terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So Mouse Hunt. Yeah, yeah no, it's it structurally was... very sound, that movie, if I remember right. Just yeah, does it was what it does. Um, directed by uh, Gore Blinsky. It's got Christopher oh, okay. Walken in it, as we all uh, as we all know. As Mouse Hunt, what you know, Mouse Hunt? Because I, I rewatch it like every Christmas because it is a Christmas film. It takes place over Christmas. It's one of the best Christmassy films ever. Uh, it's basically mm -hmm. if you've not seen it, it's live action Tom and Jerry, but it's dark. 
Like, the very first joke is a corpse getting catapulted out of its coffin and going down a manhole, right? Hmm. And that's, like, the lead character's dad during his own funeral procession. That's... It's one of the best films I've made, right? And, but this is the point where I go, I hate film critics. What 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 score do you think it's got on Rotten Tomatoes, Mike? I'm so sorry. I'm, your signal's really cutting out for me. I don't know if it's on my side or your side, but it's terrible. Oh, no. The signal's cutting out. Mike, we've talked too long. <laughs> I think oh you're taking goodness. the mic out of me now. I'm sorry. Yeah, we might be done. I'm... I'm not. I was just saying, what what score do you think Mouse Hunt got on Rotten Tomatoes? Probably not a good one, because it's like a children-focused movie. But why? Because people... It's, not a sh- it's fucking dark as shit. In terms of its marketing. It's got... No, I'm not saying they're right, Dan. I'm saying that's what the people who rate things <laughs> but probably at the time were like, oh, it's another... It's one of the old, the, the last kind of like slapstick comedy, mainstream comedies, isn't it? That isn't like yeah. directly targeted either at gross out humor or um, children. Yeah. It's a, it is a proper, I, I genuinely love it. <laughs> I just genuinely yeah. like, for me, it's one of those films that, it's not like I think the nostalgia has faded away for a like modern respect of its scripts and the stuff that it sets up. And Nathan Lane and Lee Evans is a, a magical combination. Mm. And learning about like the mice, they trained 60 mice to do all of the <laughs> stunts and things that like there's a few CGI mice where the mice could have actually been hurt, but like it is mostly trained mice. And the main one's called like Jenny or something. It's like Jenny's the main cute mouse that you see because it was like the absolute perfect sort of church mouse style mouse. And they they it, they they auditioned. I think it was eight thousand mice to find the right ones. <laughs> anyway, yeah, critics hate it. Forty four percent critics are wrong. Movie critics are the worst critics, right? That's just I disagree. I respect all critics. Um, I don't respect any critics. Uh, I know book critics, and it's a very valuable and important service that they provide to the podcast critics, Doctor Who critics. You just create stuff. You just can't create stuff, is it? Critics. You just want to shit on other people's things, don't you? Oh, it's not very good. Oh, I don't like it. It's because you have nothing left in your soul because you've fucking been atrophied by social media and by thinking and just confusing that disliking something makes you seem smarter. Well, I'll tell you what, liking something is smart and good and wholesome, and maybe you'll actually feel something again, you fucking husk of a cunt. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, that's not where that came from, then. That was... No, it's all right. We're, we're, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold you like a sexy doctor... I hold your head in my in my oh, arms, thank you. and just you're going to be okay. This is anus. <laughs> I say hold your head in my anus. I'm like Mike. That's projection, but that's fine. Um, I hold you. It's yeah, going to be that's... fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to work through these traumas, and I'm going to no, steal your okay. car and go on a fun adventure in it. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so yeah. Mike. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Are you are you braced? I think you should brace yourself. I'm bracing. Let's do this. I think you should brace yourself. Um, which 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 film has the better Rotten Tomatoes score? Go on. 
Wrath of Khan or Into Darkness? <laughs> well, from the setup, I'm going to guess the <laughs> wrong answer to that question. Into Darkness has the higher... No, Wrath of Khan. Wrath oh, of Khan has... Wrath of Khan is 87%. As it should. That was a great movie. Too low. Too low. Into Darkness is 84. Oh, it's close, though. That's too close. It's close. That's... It's too close. Yeah. That's that's too close. That's... What about Pacific Rim? You love Pacific Rim. I, I, it's the greatest movie ever made. Genuinely, possibly my favourite movie. Well, I gotta watch, we should watch that as a thing. We... Have you 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 said you said you saw it right? You saw it when it came out. I did, but I didn't. I didn't like it really much the first time I saw it. You I can watch it with the speakers up as loud as you can get them. You don't like on your projector. Things. Do it I for this one. projector, but I like it. I like it. No, because then I go like I can't. And hear all you do is, is do a shot every time you hear the music. Um, I don't drink, Mike. You're trying to kill me. This sounds like this you sounds just... like it's 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 dangerous. No, in, no. Pacific it's... Rim is. I think it's 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 the perfect movie. Genuinely, perfect. You say. I don't. We yeah. should we should add it onto the list of whatever this podcast is called, or whatever the next podcast is called. Oh, we were good, weren't we? No, it's the perfect. It's the perfect <laughs> ending to this one. It's perfect ending to this one because it's it's the no, modern... perfect ending to this one is Shin Godzilla, which is the modern Godzilla. I or Godzilla minus one, which is out in five days as we record this. So uh, yeah, we're going to be recording this show forever. We got like twenty more, twenty four movies to get through. So you know, it's fine. We, well, no, we're only doing ten. We're doing ten of these with the ten lover decks. I see. And three to four Doctor Who's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy that Doctor Who was on a Saturday the same time every day? That was great. That was lovely. It was just. 6.30, times. Bosh, done. And also, I'd like to thank um, the powers that be. Um, excellent for someone who is in a relationship with someone who's in America because the Disney Plus upload happened at exactly the same time as the episode premiered um, oh, in the UK. So we could actually watch it together basically live. That was pretty cool. That's, that's a delight. Credits to well people done, who made Disney. that happen. Well done. I'm sure you did it. I'm sure you did it more to avoid like spoilers and people getting confused, but it's very convenient yeah. for me, and I'm very grateful. Yeah, that is that is the right way of doing it. Hmm. That's uh, ah, oh, it was so good, Mike. It Doctor was. Who's back, Mike? Yeah, it's Mike, very Doctor exciting. Who's back. Does 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 just feel like the world's just a bit better? I think so. Like, I mean, it's it a lot worse a on other on other levels, um, but on this particular yes. level, some. On this particular level, it's much better. And on that bombshell, yeah. I'm going to go and cook some dinner. Oh my goodness, I'm going to go and eat a second half of a pizza and probably watch a Harold and Kumar film. That sounds like a lovely evening. We should do that. Harold and Kumar podcast. We, I just, I've never we watched should just one. do a stoner, stoner comedy podcast. That is yes. a genre I don't know anything about, but I will, I will oh, join excellent. you for it. Yeah, let's do that. Excellent, like there that. are some brilliant films i don't do any of the drugs or anything i just enjoy idiots so it's a great <laughs> genre of films my son okay let's uh yeah yeah i like that that'll be that'll be the next one we'll do a i don't know what tv show whatever star trek's out next yeah might be prodigy series two we'll work something out 
All right. We'll work it out. It doesn't matter. Next week. Next week. It'll be Lower Decks Episode 4 and uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Let's do it. I'm forward to it. And also, I'll be talking about Godzilla Minus One, maybe, if I've seen it by then. I think I have my tickets for the first night. They might not be. I don't actually know. <laughs> actually, they might be for the night we normally record. Now I can't remember. Anyway, bye! Bye! Bye!